I got to play. It's a guy that we both like. There's one that sold for 61 on April 27th. Free shipping. Hell yeah, man. It's not the obvious guys that win you your league. Oh, I'm on the clock. Oh, no, I got auto pick. Oh, oh there's one. Oh, you missed your pick. People start going way off the board here. That's a steal, baby. I was clicking the button. This is all messed up now. How do we get so many auto picks? Two, one. Nailed it. All right, everybody, let's dig in. We're back on the football card quest. Digging into all the top NFL news correlated with the eBay sold market and eBay active market. Our goal by the end of this live stream is to snipe at least one card, buy at least one card from either eBay or comc.com, and also put in a prop bet on underdogfantasy.com. We've got a special treat this week as well because the trade deadline was yesterday. Pun intended, because we're going to break down all the trades from yesterday and how that impacts the NFL. We're going to talk about the top NFL news heading into week nine. Got my man, Steve, the eBay hitman, Scaladesi, right here. Myself, Andy, AC. Let's dig in, baby. Steve, dude, you have an Aiden O'Connell mustache for tonight's stream. This is perfect. <laughs> I put him on the thumbnail. I could have just put you on the thumbnail and said, and yeah. said sell now, Aiden O'Connell. Question. Hey, we are, uh, you know, turning a new leaf over there and going a different direction, pretty much just about across the board. So, um, you got to think they get, uh, you know, Devontae Adams involved to keep him happy. He was kind of hoping to get traded. And, uh, you know, they give the rookie the keys, put him in the driver's seat. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't know that he's that guy, but he doesn't necessarily have to be yet. He just has to be semi competent going forward. They do at least have a halfway decent record at this point in time. But uh, with the team they have, they should have a better record than they have now. But I think it just uh, – we'll see if this guy can do it or not. What do you think? Yeah, I'm interested to see if he can do it. You know, they he definitely showed flashes of it in the preseason. And if you look at the um, the current card market for him, like the, the sole data here – uh, a lot of other people out there think that he can do it as well, especially when you got the best wide receiver in the league. And uh, look at this, man. The one of one sold today for Aiden O'Connell, the one of one instant. So it's just a cardboard card. And if you look at the back of it, it does have it does have the one of one uh, text on the back of it as this image loads up. Check that out right on the back. You get that. Curse of writing one of one sealed by Panini here sold for nine hundred dollars to even a buy it now marked down from fifteen hundred. Yeah, I mean he's it's a gamble, but one that if uh, he has a good week or two pays off and and a big multiplier. So you know even a double up at that price is a big number. Yeah, and 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 so as we go through this, we'll break down the matchups. I think the Raiders have a very favorable matchup this week. Uh, first glance, they're playing the Giants, who have just totally fallen apart. I mean, outside of maybe Kayvon Thibodeau on the defensive line, the Giants passing defense, 28th and a yards allowed per pass, about middle of the pack, uh, thanks to Kayvon Thibodeau on that line, but their run defense is terrible. Their offense is bottom of the league. Even though Saquon Barkley had 36 carries last week, Steve, 
I mean, it, he they're, they're relying on him so much because he had Daniel Jones go down, or, or he was out with an injury, and Tyrod Taylor gets injured, and uh, Danny DeVito comes in, and now nah, just just kidding, right, Steve? That was Tommy DeVito comes in, but I, he couldn't really do anything either. It, so they rely on Danny DeVito with those numbers. Yeah, right. It's very. Small numbers, small numbers, small numbers for Tommy and Saquon Barkley's it. So you got you literally have a, a broken team here to the Giants. So this is setting up very nice for the Raiders at home this upcoming week for Aiden O'Connell to actually exceed expectations. Maybe show some more of that that preseason uh, glamour that that he had going. And, you know, DTR couldn't capture it, but maybe Aiden O'Connell can the thing with the Giants is, you know, as bad as they've been, they they haven't had their whole team healthy at once. You know, when uh, you know Barkley was hurt, when uh, you know when the QB was healthy, and then you know when he got healthy, when Daniel Jones got healthy, uh, or excuse me, when uh, Barkley got healthy, Daniel Jones went down. So yeah, I get it. They don't really have much on the way of the defensive end of the ball, but you know they've also been on the field for majority of the game neither of the qbs have gotten it done in his stead not that he had before he went down either but i think you got everyone back this week and i think they actually put a decent fight up probably even beat the raiders honestly but uh i do want to see what the raiders can do with this guy in there especially i want to see how they spread the ball around more than anything else and Aiden O'Connell, uh, you, you got to think that maybe his values could go up a little bit, you know, and this would be huge for 2023 product because he's not a Fanatics exclusive guy. You know, all these other guys, Will Levis popping off. I, I know we're going to uh, touch on him a bit. Honestly, that's the big storyline in the hobby. This uh, coming out of Sunday was Will Levis, Will Levis, Will Levis, four touchdowns, right? Uh, but uh, he doesn't have the autographed cards from Panini. That even Aiden O'Connell has, as you can see here in the gold standard, the Panini Black. You've got a couple auctions ending tonight, uh, Steve, on stream, man. Uh, one, one of these is Panini Black. I, I've got Panini Black, a top three set right now, until Origins, Certified, Donruss, and you know some of these other sets come out with the pro uniforms. Panini Black is it's up there, man. I, I, these prices are definitely lower than what I've seen for Will Levis. So if Aiden can go out and throw a few touchdowns and and not turn the ball over and and beat the Giants at home, I think you're going to see quite quite a nice spike from where they're at now. I mean, obviously they're popping off right now, but I think they could go up quite a bit more. Yeah, Panini Black's a cool card. Uh, even Gold Standard's a cool card for Raiders uniforms. Black and black and gold uh, on black and silver actually looks really nice. Yeah, I mean, this this card, for example, the uh, Donruss Elite base card for like an entry-level type of investment at $13, it is serial numbered out of $9.99. That's a card I feel you'll be able to easily turn around and flip for, you know, 20 with the plain white envelope if he does pretty good this weekend. And then you have cards like, you know, the, these Mosaic Autos and the, the Panini Blacks and stuff we looked at. Uh, the pen pals that's ending in in a, a week uh but uh the mosaic i saw a mosaic silver okay here's a mosaic mosaic for 17.99 but i also saw a mosaic silver 
that was just uh, $10 that sold for $10. I was looking at the sold. So if you can get those for 10 bucks, we saw those getting up to $40 for Will Levis on Monday, Steve. So I got to think they've, they've either flatlined or gone up a little bit since then, just because he is a rookie quarterback with such limited supply. It'll be interesting. You know, I don't know. They, they owe Jimmy G a lot of money and uh, you know, he, they said that they did kind of say he's in for the foreseeable future, but you got to kind of wonder if it doesn't go well, if it's going to be a, a short experiment. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking at some of this sold. Yeah, man, the mosaic stuff is really jumping off. Like, I can't believe this Will Levis horizontal uh, mosaic mosaic NFL debut for 55 today compared to like this blue Donruss Elite out of 299 for 18 dollars. Uh, those those two listings kind of kind of threw me off there. Would you rather have that NFL debut from Mosaic or what about the or the blue elite? Probably the elite, honestly. Color yeah. match, serial numbered. You know, it just doesn't it doesn't have that thick chromium card stock, right? Yeah, at the at the end of the day, when the cream rises to the top that'll have more long-term value if he sticks around all right steve let's check in with the the guys in the chat before we move on i want to go through each one of the trades there was a lot of trades at the deadline yesterday but it was mostly all defensive related there was uh one or two offensive players traded so those are interesting we we want to touch on all of them and how they impact and we'll, we'll get into the uh, week nine slate and our, our rankings and any other takeaways. Uh, we got SS here. He says Purdy is the next GOAT. Hector is fired up about the Raiders. Mr. T is just ready to go. Uh, his team's coming off a big statement win. And Seahawks are now uh, first in the NFC West. So that's exciting, I know. Definitely James. not... Uh... Definitely not what, what most people thought. I mean, the Niners looked like they couldn't be stopped. And then it just goes to show you what uh, a key offensive line injury can kind of do to the dynamic of that team. Derek. Uh, you know, Derek, I rely on this on technology to assist me in sending you timely notifications of when my live streams are, are going, man. So um you know we'll, we'll we'll work on our notification time but i hope that you got those notifications turned on for both youtube discord and and that's where you, that's where you get notified man uh hector's been buying a lot of mosaic silvers from uh, five to seven dollars for uh, i believe aiden o'connell yeah he believes that uh, raider nation expects aiden to make some mistakes but we like that strong accurate arm I think that's what people like about Will Levis too, right, Steve? Yeah, yeah. Um, there was definitely if you if you looked at some of those Will, well, all but one of the Will Levis touchdowns kind of looked like home run derby, like batting practice. Like there was no defenders for several yards on those touchdowns. So Steelers are a little bit tougher, and uh, hopefully they like playing defense this week, so we can see who Will Will Levis really is. And uh, I, I'm not saying that he's not at least okay, but I think that that was a bit of a mirage week one. 
What do you think about uh, uh, Brock Purdy? Paul said, is Purdy the real deal? And also, we got Jets crazy, 87 in the house. Shout out to our man, Matt Vescovi. I, I know he's probably uh, dying for Rodgers to get healthy because Zach Wilson is just bad, man. He's he's bad. Brees Hall's been trying to put everything on his shoulders that he can there, despite a terrible offensive line. I, so I got to say, you know, part of working against Zach is the offensive line there. I, I heard the Jets just picked up a guy that literally no one's ever heard of for as an offensive lineman. So they're they're hurting. So are the 49ers speaking, right? Offensive lines like is Purdy the really the real deal? That was that's a tongue twister the way Paul uh, worded this. He's definitely not bad. Um, I think, you know, he just maybe overachieved. So people are freaking out a little bit. You can't put everything on him. The defense has given up a lot of points. And, uh, you know, he can't do it all on his own. You know, he does need some help from the defense. But losing their left tackle, pretty much the only good lineman they have, realistically. You're seeing how important that position is for a quarterback and uh, and having how much time to throw the ball versus uh, – you know, versus not. Yeah, people want to know, man, because the Purdy's cards have gone down a, a lot to, from where their peak was just three to four weeks ago. That base mosaic five dollars, uh, green green horizontal patch, no auto card out of five for two twenty. Base Donruss rated rookie four dollars. Now here's a lot of five base mosaics for. 35 and that surely would have gone for a hundred dollar bill you know a few weeks ago so you can see uh his market still up a lot from where it was before the season right base prism still going for 21 but that was under 10 before the season it was and it got up to over 40 dollars raw just a few weeks ago so it's like eh, should we buy should we buy in uh i think i think it i think yes uh, i mean I think I would definitely buy a base prism Brock Purdy for 20 or under uh, when you look at the where the 2020 guys are going. And even though this is 2022, Brock Purdy's got a lot fewer cards. So uh, I, I'm okay with it. Here's the thing is, you know, we if you look at every week, we look at a lot of opportunities and uh, spots in the market that are not correct with where they should be or guys that we want to get ahead of before their values spike. There was not really an entry point for, for Purdy ever, right? Because he got hot before his cards even got printed. And, uh, you know, the minute his stuff came out, you saw base cards going for, you know, 20 to $40. So there was never really like a great entry point for his. I don't even know that this is the entry point, quite honestly. But um, that's the reason we were not advocating for that. I think you were buying in at the ceiling rather than the floor or somewhere in between. So, I mean, another loss or two, you know, we're just kind of looking at price correction, Andy. I don't think that he's tanking and that everyone's selling, but uh, you're looking at a price correction, kind of like you saw with the sports card market in general, you know, in the last year and a half after the massive spike during the COVID lockdown. So they're not going to go to the floor unless, you know, he goes to the floor, but that doesn't seem realistic. Look for some good buys. There's going to be some people that are panic selling. And, uh, you know, don't don't panic by necessarily. There'll be deals in the next few weeks. Yeah, you'll you'll gladly you'll gladly take it. Right. <laughs> I'll take that off your hands for you. 
half 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 fifty percent offer <laughs> what they're asking. Yeah, and another guy that you're seeing the same thing with is Fields, who you know before the hand injury had a week one, uh, excuse me, a QB one fantasy week and a QB two fantasy week, and then got hurt, and now you're seeing stuff sell at like thirty to sixty percent of what it did just a few weeks ago. To me, that's a massive freak out for no reason. That that's that's a big ball drop if you're holding his cards. I think maybe people thought that. Badgen's going to come in and save the day, and then he was toast. But guess what? That's not the case. That's not the case. As soon as Fields comes back, I think you'll see, you know, kind of what the reason that kept him around, and uh, you'll see him pop off a couple more times this year. I mean, the Bears are definitely expecting it, right? So they make a wacky trade. <laughs> I I mean, I'm, I'm curious to get your take on this. So uh, obviously they traded a second round pick to acquire Monte Montez Sweat from the Washington Commanders. Chicago's edge defenders have a 14.3 pass rush win rate in 2023 that ranks 31st in the NFL. Certainly one of the worst defensive lines in the league there in Chicago. You would think in, if a team is rebuilding, maybe they shouldn't spend a second round pick on an edge rusher. Uh, what's your take on this? Some people think edge rushers are a valuable, uh, rare commodity that don't hit the market often. Other people think well, they hit the market uh, every year and there's going to be a big free agency and pool in the draft. So it, this is a, a pretty interesting trade from the Bears. Not what I was expecting. I actually don't hate it. Um, I've known about this guy for a couple of years. He's actually consistent, healthy, and I've actually bought some of his like field-level uh, silvers and serial numbered select cards from his rookie year prior to this trade, just because I know that he's a good player and not a lot of people are in on him because how many people buy commanders defensive players outside of Chase Young? Uh, but he's actually pretty good and he's actually a guy that they're looking to sign long term. Uh, from the man himself, though, he's not sure he wants to sign long term here yet. So I think we'll know more in the next couple weeks, but. He's solid. I mean, he's a top 10, according to the numbers, pass rusher in the league. Nothing bad to say, man. I think it's a good move. If, if they don't end up locking him up, it's a it's a bad trade, realistically. But if they get the extension and he signs here, A+. plus. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's hopeful for you guys. And on the other hand, the commanders were quite busy. They also traded away Chase Young. First round draft pick from 2020 for the Commanders. They've traded him away to the 49ers. So the Chase, the Chase Young to the 49ers. So the the Commanders that already had a bottom of the league um, defense in terms of pass uh, passing defense, not not pressure rate, but their secondary, their defensive secondary, and now they trade Chase Young for a. a 2024 compensatory third round pick um, after trading Mo uh, Montez Sweat for a second round pick. Uh, so now you look at the commanders and the offense isn't bad. Like Sam Howell's slinging it. You got good weapons. They're putting up points. They put up 33 points against the Eagles this past week. And you got to think that the commanders are just a team to target every single week. Now it's going to be shootout after shootout after shootout because of them trading away now two of their best defensive players. Like, this is crazy after already being so bad. 
they were already, you know, hurting in the secondary and now basically losing their two best pass rushers. That only puts that more that much more of a burden on the secondary. So um, if you look at it from a positive, if you have any skill position guys on Washington, uh, they're just going to see that many more opportunities as the defense will be, uh, you know, giving up more points, thus requiring them to throw more. So not necessarily good for the running backs, but great for any of the pass catchers and great for the quarterback. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So the um, the Vikings, I mean, this, this is a big blow, Steve. The Vikings losing Kirk Cousins for the rest of the year. Oh, man, after they just put the beating on the 49ers, they, they tore up that secondary. Cousins has been really playing good. We're just starting to talk about how the Vikings are in a good spot, even with Justin Jefferson recovering from a hamstring. And the news has been positive on that in terms of him coming back sooner rather than later. And now uh, Kirk Cousins got the, the Achilles tear like Rodgers and done for the – Done for the season. So they pick up Josh Dobbs from the Arizona Cardinals as Kyler Murray is getting ready to come back because Jaron Hall, the fifth fifth round rookie from BYU, was much like uh, Tommy DeVito in New York, not going to help them win games. So what do you think about the Josh Dobbs pickup? What's the fallout on the Kirk Cousins Achilles tear? He also hits the free agency market after this season. So that is a big thing in of itself because Kirk Cousins hits the free agency. Now this either really hurt his prospect of getting going somewhere else, like to a better team with a better, you know, situation, um, or this helps him stay in Minnesota because they can get him at a better deal and, and lock him in. Maybe they want to just stick with him long-term now. I think with how fast it looks like Rogers is going to come back. Uh, it may not even play a factor, especially if Rodgers does well. So uh, aside from that, though, Dobbs, I mean, there was maybe only a handful of better guys that they could have went out and got, although the asking price maybe just wasn't a match for a a one-year rental. So hard to say, but, uh, you know, Dobbs did okay. He did get benched this past week, which is why he got traded. So, but he did okay with, you know, what they had there. He's got a lot more weapons here. Not saying he'll be great, but uh, he may be adequate to maybe make a run. You know, it doesn't look like the Lions are going to let off anytime soon, but I think that they might try to play for, you know, something in the wild card range. Yeah, they're, they're definitely playing for something in that wild card range. You think about it, the and the next team I want to talk about is the Lions in the NFC North. Um, that they're they're still the Vikings are still in contention with them. Obviously, the Green Bay Packers have fallen off the rails. Uh, much much like the Chicago Bears, they've dealt with a variety of different things, and you could say uh, coaching coaching this uh, hurt, you know this and, and stuff. And it's it's one thing after another to where they're they're pretty much looking at hey, it's a lost season, you know. But uh, I get it. Most of these teams don't view it that way. If you ask them, it's just one week at a time, one week at a time, one play at a time, you know, uh, just trying to get better. So the the um, the Lions trade for Donovan Peoples-Jones from the Cleveland Browns as, as the Browns have a very deep wide receiver room, including 
rookie Cedric Tillman, which some people thought was the better Tennessee wide receiver um, over Jalen Hyatt. I saw Jalen Hyatt mentioned in the comment section earlier, except Cedric Tillman got injured more, but he, he's healthy now. They have Elijah Moore. They got Amari Cooper. You got David Njoku. And it's not like they're even really throwing the ball a whole lot. Deshaun Watson's been either injured or sucked. And right as he was getting good, he hurt his shoulder. And it looks like that might be lingering him. And P.J. Walker, the XFL's finest, isn't exactly the, the game plan. Um, to but Although he does make some, some interesting throws. And uh, so anyways, long story short, Donovan Peoples-Jones goes to the Detroit Lions for a sixth-round pick. And I, I kind of like this because Jamison Williams stinks, Steve. He stinks, man. He's not – I don't think he's good at catching the ball, especially not in traffic. And I don't think he – I think uh, Jamison Williams is a bust, man. I, I think DPJ can come into this offense and be – be the like the next next man up outside of Amon Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporta, especially with 99 percentile burst. Yeah, there's two elements that uh, that you can look at here. That's one of them. That's definitely the one on the surface you'd look at. He's a field stretcher type that uh, they may look at Jamison as inadequate or he's played inadequate or he's not quite ready for a big enough role. And that's why they made the move or. You can look at it as possibly a depth play. You know, uh, after the <laughs> after that fumble week one, Marvin Jones just kind of got phased out of the game plan entirely and actually had to step away from the team, and they cut him. So uh, they definitely have some depth to fill at the position. So maybe it's actually both of those things, honestly. Well, DPJ, like I mentioned, he does have a 99th percentile burst score, so very fast three-cone. You like that explosiveness. Uh, he's a uh, he's a big, tall, physical wide receiver, and he can get downfield. The other thing to note here, Steve, he's from the Detroit area and played football at Michigan. So geographically speaking, this is a good fit. Uh, I think this guy can assert him. I mean, this is a this is a much shallower room for him to for him with an opportunity for him to kind of assert himself as depth. You know, next to to the Sun God. You can never be mad about more weapons. And, uh, yeah, I saw uh, Hector's – who's saying in the chat? Oh, Hector is saying Lions not competing with the division. I agree. Competing with the Lions, uh, Niners and the Eagles now. If you saw that uh, Raiders game, Andy, they were pretty much just not doing what other teams would do and continuing to run the score. They just kind of were playing with their food and, like, calling, calling draws like every play and just running it up the middle. I've never seen so many runs, you know, from the Lions. They usually have a – a little bit more of a pass-heavy attack, and this only makes them a bit better. So I want to see I want to see some more shootout-type games against some better opponents. But uh, yeah, I like it. I think it's a good pickup, and uh, he can definitely have a role, especially if somebody got hurt. He would basically be the top wideout. Yeah, yeah very good point. And then you got Jameer Gibbs, who had, like you mentioned, had a career night, man, a career night, 33 fantasy points, 152 yards on almost six yards per carry, uh, including a 27-yard long run. And you got to wonder if Jameer Gibbs' role is going to continue to grow to the point where David Montgomery comes back. What's that new role going to look like now that Jameer Gibbs has really uh, settled in? They're like, wow, man, this guy's really good. You know, 
I, I know that, um, or I feel that David Montgomery is going to step back into at least a 50% workload. Um, Steve, what do you feel about David Montgomery's role once he gets healthy? I think he still has the, uh, the lion's share of the work. Um, not to say that, you know, we didn't see anything great this past week, but they had a, a cake matchup against the Raiders and they exploited it to the max. And uh, I think in the long run, you'd, I wouldn't expect them to run Gibbs into the ground un- unnecessarily. And uh, they paid Montgomery what they paid him for a reason. And uh, I think he still gets the majority of the work. He'll probably most likely get the goal line work too. And, uh, you know, seed a lot of the receiving work to Gibbs. Maybe not all, but more of it. I think he's earned it with this past week. But I'd say low uh, 60-40 and 75-25 on the high. Okay. Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. I mean, I've definitely seen some cards go up for Gibbs, but being as a skill position player, not near to the extent of someone like Will Levis, especially stepping out in, in the first game, you know. Um, Gibbs, Gibbs is definitely lagging behind that a little bit, uh, but obviously there's a big, big, uh, big gap between running backs, wide receivers, typical rookie card values, and that of quarterbacks, especially rookie quarterbacks that that step in like that. So, um, you know, he's he's a lot closer than to Aiden O'Connell, than you know, and, and Bijan type of range, and th- than he is uh, Will Levis, I should say. You know, Gibbs Gibbs is interesting, and I think that you know the good time to buy him might be after uh, Montgomery comes back because you have a buy next week, so a little hype will die down, and then uh, if Montgomery gets most of the work again the following week, you'll have two weeks of like net negative hype on him, uh, making for a good buy opportunity. So a couple other trades. I mean, that, those were really the big ones. Uh, the, the Titans, and this happened a little bit earlier on, uh, they traded one of their best safeties, uh, Kevin Bayard, to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so that was a, a good good trade for the Eagles and potentially more shootouts for the Titans. So this could be equal um, good stuff for Will Levis there, Steve. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we talk about how teams come out of the – or players come out of the woodwork and surprise people, and that causes, causes massive spikes in their value. I think that's kind of what you had with Levis, how people were buying him, buying him, uh, you know, in the college uniform stuff, thinking he'd be automatic first-round pick. Then he slid, and, uh, you know, his prices slid too, and then he didn't get the starting job, and they continued to slide even the, in the pro stuff. So I think you're seeing, like – maybe an over adjustment in the price. I'd be a bit weary about buying any of his stuff right now. I think there'll be some good opportunities after you see a couple games to decide if that's even a guy you want to get into. Yeah, I do want to get into some DPJ though. I just, I just had an epiphany that he probably has some pretty decent stock on COMC of some pretty cheap cards and now being on the lions Steve, you kind of shared this with me before the show that you were targeting DeAndre Swift. It was super rare, DeAndre Swift rookie auto, but it was green. 
And I was like, man, that's brilliant. You know, it changes teams. You still target the rookie card because of liquidity with that rookie card shield and stuff, but you color match it to the team he's now on. So I, yep. I, I wonder if we could do some of that with DPJ, like maybe a mosaic uh, no huddle blue prism here out of 75 for for just four or five dollars, you know? Yeah. Or look at that, dude. They got the disc, the blue disco, no huddle prism out of 79 for two from 284. Yeah, and depending how hard in the paint you want to go, you know, rookie ticket autos, they have a teal version uh, that you can get to. So there's a lot of options there. Optic, Andy, has that uh, like aqua or light blue, which is a good color match. They got the light blue prisms on here for just a, a dollar or so. Man, so there's actually quite a few buys for DPJ. I've always been a fan of his. I just, he's really been buried on the depth chart. He had a good uh, training camp in preseason, but I mean, he is playing in a really loaded room that on a, on a subpar to par on good days passing offense. So, it's it's tough for him, especially with that shoulder injury from Deshaun Watson. He wasn't able to push the ball anyways after the, you know in that little limited time he got to play since he hit hurt his shoulder. So uh, I would I would definitely be um, buying some DPJ right now. I, th I think that's a I think that's a good play moving to the Lions, kind of targeting a spike game because he could be kind of viewed as a a newcomer. You know, newcomers are kind of like rookies. He's a rookie to the Lions. You know, even though he's not a rookie in the league, people really haven't seen him in a, a expanded role. And I feel like Amon Ra, he he's on the the injury report a lot, but he normally always plays. He's he's a pretty tough dude. Um, but you know, with the type of of routes and stuff he runs, I mean, there's a, there's a decent chance that he could miss a couple games and. That'll that could lead to a big spike in DPJ right there too. Yeah, I mean, look at look at the offense he's in. I mean, Goff is fourth fourth. You heard that correct in the NFL in passing yards. So, I mean, if there's a team you want to go to and you're a receiver and you're going to be the second man up uh, in starting wide receiver sets, that's probably a team you'd want to be in. And you can get. Uh, rookie ticket or not rookie ticket? Well, you can get the rookie ticket auto for right over ten bucks, right under fifteen dollars. But you can get the silver prism auto on here for about ten dollars. For about ten dollars, so I'm not actually signed in right now. Um, but you can get the the silver prism rookie auto of DPJ for around ten dollars on Comsi, and then it quickly shoots up because it's only four. Let's see what we can find. So, uh, yeah, yeah, very, very interesting. Uh, Shmi, Shmi123, man. Look at this. We got a newcomer to the quest. Welcome, Shmi. Uh, I like the, the profile. It actually looks like I can't tell exactly what that is. If somebody's playing hacky sack or if it's like uh, maybe, maybe, those, uh, maybe those are football, soccer players, European football players, which we do have a game in Europe this weekend, Steve. We've got an island game at 9.30 a.m., probably the biggest game of the week when you consider the teams that are playing, Miami Dolphins versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs are coming off of a bad, bad loss to the Denver Broncos. 
in which Patrick Mahomes was reported as being sick heading into the game, uh, I guess Saturday night. But uh, he, I, I guess maybe that played a, a factor in, in the turnovers, the two interceptions, the fumble, the lack of touchdowns, and, and a beatdown by the Broncos. Kind of worst worst game against the Broncos for his career, for sure. A loss. It was an away game. Taylor Swift wasn't there. Kelsey didn't do anything. Uh, and, and so now they travel to Germany. I'm sure Swift is going to be in Germany. And and the 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 Chiefs bounce back. Who do you got in this game? The Miami Dolphins playing the Chiefs in Germany on Sunday morning. Oof, man, that's a good one, man. Uh, I mean, these teams are about as close as it gets, and uh, it's an away game for both of them, so it does make it that much harder to uh, to dictate. But honestly, I like the Dolphins. They, they don't quite get Devon A-Chain back, but the rest of the offense is more or less uh, healthy. And, um, and uh, yeah, uh, the, the Kansas City is favored by a point and a half. That's, that, that gap has closed because it was two and a half to open, and now it's a point and a half. The over-under is 50.5, which if you look at the, the rest of the slate, I believe, yep, that is the highest point total on the slate besides Sunday night football, which is close. We got some big island games this weekend, Steve. Sunday night football this week is the Bills versus the Bengals. The Bengals, which I know you're a huge Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase T. Higgins fan, coming off a big statement win this past weekend over the 49ers. So uh, the bank, and, and I actually called this, Steve. I called this last last uh, last Thursday, and we may have both called it on the on last Wednesday. We gotta uh, go back. We'll have to go back and check it. But um, the the Forty ers losing again, and um, the Bengals getting a big statement win coming off the bye week here. Yeah, we definitely nailed that one. That was one that uh, that I think we both saw coming with them coming off of two bad games in a row. And uh, Bengals coming off a bye week. Kyle wants to know how is Tua holding up? He's holding up. Uh, I mean, he's the leader in uh, passing yards in the NFL. He's the leader of quarterback rating. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, let me see if there's anything else I can pull up. He's the touchdown leader. <laughs> He's 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 uh, everything you would want. He's got the highest completion percentage. It looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tua's yeah. Tua's uh, crushing right now, and the uh, Miami offense. Um, Tyreek is probably gonna break the single season receiving yards record this year. He's in a race with AJ Brown right now. Um, <laughs> You know, so I, I love it, man. The 2020 quarterback class is just looking better and better each week, minus Jordan Love. But um, you look at Tua's market, We I've got it backed out to a 180-day trend. You know, he took a little dip there because he was, like we talked about, Steve, the first three weeks were so important, and he smashed. They, they won the first three weeks. But then they get to that fourth week. Remember, they, they lost to the Bills. They lost to the Bills. And it was such a letdown, I think, because people were hoping that there's like no way this this team just got to keep going up and up and up, and they 
had a, a normal game where he simply looked human and, and he threw an interception and all of a sudden, man, the cards flatlined and it was like he's just kind of flatlined ever since. So if you if you look at the past one, 30 day trend, now four weeks removed from that loss to the Bills, you know the the base prism PSA ten not even a hundred dollars. The optic hollow. I mean, I mean, this is half of of the Joe Burrow market. I mean, this is lower than the Jalen Hurts market. And I thought for sure that Tua would be higher, but if not, that just makes him a buy, Steve. It just makes him a buy. You know, this is a playoff team. They're gonna make a good run. I don't see any reason why we we don't buy Tua if he's if he's flatlined or gone down at all, just because of uh, the the mi- mysterious midseason dip, Steve. You know what it is too is you know he imagine where his values would have been if he didn't get hurt right before the playoffs last year. I mean, they made a playoff not run, but they made it to the playoffs just because of the record they had before he went down. You know, you could imagine what uh, the trajectory they were on with him healthy if that would have continued. Uh, and I think you're kind of seeing it this year. Definitely a guy that's going to make the playoffs. Potentially a guy that could get to the Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl this year. So some of those guys have some value built in. Hertz has been to a Super Bowl. Burrow's been to a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Herbert hasn't, but, you know, his numbers speak for themselves. Some people may be still reserved on the Tua injury type thing with the concussions. I think you should let that go at this point. We kind of never let that be a thing for us. So um, I agree. He's a buy. I've picked up some Tua's. And I've actually I picked up some Burrow's like we talked about a few weeks ago when he was coming back from his uh, calf strain. So use these little uh, dips to your advantage because guys that are this good don't fluctuate in price typically. Yeah, except for when the basketball season starts and baseball's in the their World Series and the holiday season's here. Like Steve's already wearing a sweater. I think I heard or read somewhere there's already snowing in Chicago. I saw snow on the field in Denver on Sunday. Yeah, snowed yesterday. Crazy man. Did you go? Did you go out trick or treating? No, no. By the time I got home from work, it was already snowing sideways, so everybody kind of went home. Wait, well, you have your Aiden O'Connell costume on with that mustache, man. So I just <laughs> getting ready figured, for this Sunday, man. Yeah, I I knew ahead of the news I was playing this week. <laughs> so uh, looking at the the Prism PSA ten market here, you can see that two is lower than than Burrow, Herbert, and and Hertz. He's he's the lowest out of all four of them. It's not. It's just that that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. And let's check the populations: three thousand four hundred six PSA tens for Tua, uh, two thousand eight hundred for Hertz. So they're Whoa. very close. You got five thousand four hundred for Herbert, and then six thousand seven hundred for Joe Look at Burrow. Fifty-two week high though. Holy cow, dude! Uh, well, you know, there might be an anomaly. Uh, so if we look and go look at that trend, th- this one, this one's legit $355 before the calf strain in training camp. Yeah, where's uh, that? Where's that? Uh, where's that 800? The, the, the 800, it's it's probably an anomaly that's already been uh, ruled out of the system or well, something. There's a 500 because, right there. 
Yep, there's there's a DC Sports 87 uh, Wednesday night auction, April 5th for 500. That's a that's a banger. Uh, but, you know, if you look at the typical trend, I, somewhere around this $200 range, 160 to, yes, it's, it's right around right there, like 190 to 200. Uh, but that's, you know, that's almost three times more than, than, than the Tua. And, and the Tua's got half of the population. So that that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, man. Damn, those are going for 40, 50 bucks. I mean, I saw some 40s and 30s somewhere in that mix. Too. I mean, that's that's a that's a hell of a buy. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it that his stuff hasn't seen the high yet. It has hasn't come anywhere close to its capabilities, no. you know. It, there's still people yeah. that have reservations for whatever reason. I mean, here's here's the funny part to me, Andy. He's clearly got the tools, right? He's got the weapons. And I've seen people talking about today, you know, A.J. Brown maybe being the league MVP and yada, yada, yada. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's having a phenomenal season. But he's still not having the season that Tyreek Hill's having. Right? But we're talking about the Eagles because it's the Eagles and not the Dolphins. So, Well, the Eagles have been, the Eagles have been to a bowl game. So I think that's the big difference. The people are wondering, eh, are these Dolphins for real? Like, out, out of the AFC, can they really make it deep in the playoffs? And I, I think that's where people are saying there, there's a lot more people in the hobby that are drawing the line saying, no, the AFC is too deep. You got too many other really good teams. Like, look at their own division with the Bills and the Jets. Like, can they, when push comes to shove, can they get past the Bills or the Jets? They just got beat by the Bills certainly they'll get past the Jets right now, but um, uh, with Rogers back, maybe maybe, they, maybe it's you know then you got more question marks. And so I think that people are going to be very reactionary to Tua because there's also that injury concern there as well. So I think once Tua makes a deep playoff run, you're going to see his cards go up a lot. Like he's definitely a, a plus EV. The expected value in return for Tua is high. So he makes one of the better plays because it's not even like Justin Fields where, you know, you're hoping he comes back and gets back to that top 10 form and, and he can lead the bears to some wins and this and that, you know, that may, that may be kind of a, um, you know, that could kind of be like a, a long shot at this point potentially, but Tua with the, the, this team and, and the system he's in, and you gotta, you gotta think that they're going to make a run this year, a really good one. I mean, peop, I think I would be disappointed. I think a lot of people would be disappointed or, or kind of surprised if they didn't, you know? Just think back to the Tyree Kill trade to uh, Miami, and you think about, you know, all everyone posting these clips from camp and, like, oh, look at Tua. He's underthrowing. And look at, you know, it's, there's always been this, like, level of doubt for whatever reason that he, he is good or, or that he's great. I mean, there's no doubt he's great. You know, he's absolutely great, uh, but clearly people are not valuing him as great yet. So I think that uh, it, I agree. I mean, I've bought some twos recently. You know, I don't have uh, rookie ticket auto pockets right now, but I've bought some, you know, colored optics. I've bought some PSA 10 base optics, stuff like that, uh, stuff that's going to see a high fluctuation if they make to the playoffs and will have a very high demand. So. 
that's the play. Uh, I like it. That's one of the guys I'm definitely buying. You ever buy anything from Hoodies Consignment? Yeah. Or Hoodies Collectibles? A lot, actually. They're, they're reputable. They're reputable. Yeah. One of the things I'm putting together, uh, Steve, behind the scenes in our Discord server, if you guys want to get access to uh, like like this, this Keep Them Web app where we look at all the graded football cards, um, or our Discord server, or all the, the backstage content, like the set rankings that we're putting together. And uh, we're putting together consignment rankings where I'm cultivating a list of uh, from eBay of the good consignment houses because um, I think it's important to have those in your back pocket and know when they end their auctions to, on a weekly basis. And I think it's a really good way to combine shipping and get better deals because if there's a consignment out there that's constantly getting people submitting stuff to them without considering, you know, what to when to really sell this car to maximize the profit and everything like we do, then they're just going to send it into auction. And, and, and we, as the buyer can capitalize and buy that, for that, that card at the right time for even lower, like this optic hollow here for Tua. what, what, what would be your max bid on this, Steve? Um, I mean, I, I actually don't know specifically what the twos are going for. I know the boroughs go for, I don't know, upper 100s, I think. Um, yeah, I think that they're probably going for like half of that. They're probably going for 80 to 100 if I had to guess. So I try to get it for like 70. So what the do you got, what do you got the, on the nines and eights? And that'll give us a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, the the borough the borough nine is going for a one twenty five. The Herbert nine optic hollow is going for average of one fifteen, but a new trend right now of ninety. That's an interesting little dip there. The the Jalen Hurts uh, an average of seventy five right now. A new trend of sixty three. So he had some little dips there, and then the Tua an average of sixty five, holding strong at sixty five. Yeah, maybe 55 is a good price. Yeah, and you can see that the nine, the nines kind of bounced around uh, to where, yeah, it did have that spike at the beginning of the season to 90. But look, right now we're back at 80. So that's an interesting market right there where it's like, well, you don't have as consistent of data on an Opticalo um, PSA 9 for two with a pop of. 739 you have 1276 tens that's a good psa 10 hit rate it kind of incentivizes you to buy the raw there steve with a 61 percent chance of getting that raw card uh, graded as a as a 10 and look i mean it's it's held up really strong to this mid-season dip still i like it yeah i mean he's he's well below the next few guys and Look at the uh, 52 week high. And I just got done saying that, you know, I don't think his ceiling has gotten anywhere near where it can just yet. So, um, yeah, if they make a bit of a run, playoffs, it's happening. It's happening. Mm. Uh, it is. It is. Yeah. He's, he's 100% on my radar uh, as a top buy right now. Um, rankings, guys, check out nooffseason.com slash football card quest. Check out their football card rankings. Uh, now working with them behind the scenes 
to to not only give you guys a, a, a little discount on their membership, but also they've added a column to their football card rankings to show you the 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 like the target or the ideal snipe price of the cards in their rankings. So that's cool stuff. Check out that as part of the nooffseason.com sports card network. We are happy to be their dedicated uh, uh, wing for for football cards and, and fantasy football and all things football related. We're 100% focused on it. So if you love football and football cards, you definitely want to subscribe to the channel at the very least. That's free. You can subscribe and like the video if you think we put out good content. I know Filthy loves their content. Shout out to our man, Filthy. <laughs> Zeagles seven and one AJ Brown now on an NFL record streak. Most consecutive games, 125 plus yards, Steve. I mean, the, these Eagles, they, they get the Cowboys. It's Dallas week. Like filthy said, it's Dallas week. You got the Cowboys coming to Philadelphia and uh, to play the Eagles got an over under at 47 points. Eagles are implied to score 25. The Cowboys are implied to score 22. So the Eagles are three-point favorites. How are we feeling about the Eagles beating the Cowboys? They have a, a top three passing defense, but the Eagles have a top five passing offense. This is setting up for a big-time matchup, especially as Dak Prescott's coming off of like a career modern you know, modern era Dak post horrific ankle injury Dak performance with CD lamb where they were moving him around the formation quite a bit. Kind of, kind of like what they do with some other alphas around the league, Steve, like what they're doing with AJ Brown, you know, or uh, when you look at Brandon, Ayuk on the 49ers, Jamar chase for the Bengals, uh, CD lamb, who was uh, before more of like a, a slot monster ran a high percentage of his, his his routes out of the slot and he was out wide he was inside this past week uh, he ran a good blend and he was burning guys all over the field yeah uh if you remember it was about two three weeks ago i was sending you a lot of high-end cd lambs i know we shared a few of them on stream it had just been too long since he had a massive game and he's just too good to be held down and quite frankly the only thing that really held them down was mainly just the need to throw the ball they were typically so far ahead in games and the defense was carrying them but um you know that's not going to be the case every week as we predicted and uh and he's a guy that i suggested buying a few weeks ago i think that this is going to be definitely a nice game for him and aj brown as well um but man I agree. Dak did look good, but Dak also has looked just okay for part of the season, too. It really has looked just okay. And Carter and I were talking about this yesterday. He's been affected by the midseason dip as well. But at the same time, he's got a lot more uh, graded cards than Jared Goff, you know, being that same draft class. So it was interesting to compare Jared Goff and Dak Prescott and Dak having uh, so many more prisms, but going like way less, like almost a hundred dollars for a prism PSA 10 is pretty wild. Even though there've been some crazy, like there's a huge gap between a prism PSA 10 these days. Um, even, even though those are silver standard out of the box for 2016 and 17 for rookies, 
and and that of a of a rookie auto whether it be certified limited you know contenders a variety of different sets from 2016 uh you know it's there's a huge difference there steve you know here's the thing is dax market is down and we've seen it come back a couple times but you know dallas is a huge market for uh, football but you know, if you their major uh, buyers is their own fans. So, uh, if Dax market's down, you got to be a little bit concerned that maybe they're not putting the same amount of faith in him anymore. It used to be a few seasons ago that the base optics were like thirty to fifty bucks, and you can get them for seemingly like fifteen to twenty now. I mean, the hollows are barely going for fifty bucks now. So. You know, you have one guy that people are just convinced can't do it in the playoffs, and you've got another guy that literally dueled Patrick Mahomes, putting up 50 on the Chiefs, who's now on the Eagles on a much better team that can potentially win a Super Bowl. So there's definitely a reason you have an ascending team and a team that is just kind of the same team every year, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think C.D. Lamb's values are affected by that, it, and he's got that same huge gap, Steve. So I, here's a perfect example, all right? Here's a select premier-level silver. It's got two bids, so somebody's going to buy it for 5 bucks because you got 475 shipping. Now, granted, they could already have bought a couple things from DC Sports 87. They want to They're going to combine the shipping, so they're really not maybe going to pay shipping, or maybe they divide this $5 shipping out amongst four other items. So it's really just a dollar shipping, you know? So that's nice about some of these consignment places. You can consolidate, buy multiple things, consolidate. Definitely what you want to do there. But do you ever think that those cards are going to climb out of that $10 range and into a uh, $20 to $50 range? Uh, kind of like the same question I've asked you a few weeks back about Jamar Chase. I mean, his silver cards that are just optic hollows or silver prisms they sh they they struggle to get up over twenty dollars the same thing is with cd lamb e even the base prism psa 10s the base donra's psa 10 uh those don't really seem to go up a whole lot man they seem to be really stuck uh under twenty dollars and i'm not sure if if they'll ever be able to get up to that that level like where justin jefferson got to where his optic hollow was 50 bucks i think a lot of it is just volume and if cd lamb has more games like he had this past week he should have no problem getting to that same price point but you know justin jefferson look at the amount of receptions and highlight real catches because he just has more opportunities simply because their defense is not that good or it doesn't play nearly as good as Dallas's does so you know if Lamb gets you know six targets and 60 yards and a touchdown and he does it every week he's probably a top five receiver but that's not putting him on people's radars as off the charts elite making people go out and buy him right even though on paper it would be appropriate but if you get a guy that's getting 12 targets a week maybe securing seven of them for 100 yards or so and He's the best receiver in football. He's got all eyes on him. So, yeah, it's a tough thing. I mean, you know that the hobby features QBs uh, over receivers, but the land market will come back. And like I said, a lot of it's been tied to Dak. And I think that you've seen the Cowboys be exposed the past few weeks, kind of like the Niners. 
uh, defensively. So I saw a rookie ticket auto out of 99, Andy, that I tried to get uh, on the cheap. Went for under 100. That's a buy if you find if you find another one, CD Lamb. That's a buy. Or or this optic rated rookie auto hollow for 86. That was today. See see this is the, this is the thing about a guy like CD Lamb's market. I, I feel like you've got to, if you want to get in, don't don't buy in with on a prism silver or an optic hollow or any kind of like base card uh, unless it's a PSA 10 and you can get it for like under 30 bucks. Uh, I would say 30 to 40 dollars, Steve, like top like top in and that's on the silver. I would actually pony up and, and take a hundred dollars. I would much rather take a hundred bucks and get a rookie auto card of CD lamb. That's potentially serial numbered with the same silver prism finish. Just because, I mean, look at the disparity there, man. I, I just don't see this card getting out of that under 20 to $10 range, but this card I could see getting up to that hundred to $150 range. And so the same amount of legwork, I don't really see the risk being more. I, I see it as just the optimal play. I like that though. I like that. Yeah, that like that's uh, if you can get an optic hollow PSA 10 for 50 or under, I feel like that's a good deal. But let's go pull up the CD Lamb historical data yeah, on I was what just about to ask. Um I, I actually want to see that because I have a feeling that you know up until this past week it was probably down quite a bit. It's just for whatever reason, whenever I look at the CD Lamb market, it's it's just you, you want to compare it to Justin Jefferson, but you really can't because he's just in, at a whole oh, nother level. Nine highlighted, Andy. You uh, you're right. I, I am on the nines. I am on the nines. There so we there we go. So Je Justin Jefferson optic hollow at a current uh, 167 PSA 10, 185. And this was a buy it now two days ago as he's injured and his quarterback, you know, uh, tears his Achilles. Um, and he's still selling for, for 185. That was before the Monday night game, but still 185. All right. There, there was a, probably an auction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a hollow too. It says hollow on the, on the label there. So that was a snipe. Uh, you might want to go look up Cole.lector15. That, that was a snipe right there for 125. Uh, but the pop is 520 on his PSA 10s. Now let's go uh, pull up the CD Lamb here. PSA 10s, 50 bucks, 50, $51, Steve. $51, 52-week low, 29 to 52-week high, pop. 102. Pop too. So look, look back in the summer. Like, explain this to me look back look back in the summer before the season you do have some solid transactions of that card 96 99 uh 91 and the september 19th 89 dollar buy it now we came all the way down to 29 like shout out to whoever sniped this one on october 22nd man that's a comp for you that, that is a steal you know the guy probably had Single tear rolling down his cheek as he dropped that off at the post office. And, and here's another one sold by Dylan Patriots Cards at uh, uh, Monday, October 23rd at 9.20 p.m. $36. Like, bam, another great one for the buyer. There's a DC Sports 87 uh, rare Wednesday night auction last week 
$40, Steve. And then he goes and has the big game. And okay, we we get one Sunday night that goes to a fifty-one dollars, and I think what we got one here. Oh, that was the one we were looking at, fifty-one dollars. So yeah, and like you said, it's got a, a few hundred, about half the pop count of the Justin Jefferson. What's the data on the uh, the ever so popular rookie tickets? All right, let's see. Panini contenders. Let's do Panini Contenders. Let's see what we got here. It's got a few serial numbered cards. There's the base one. Not not a high pop count, man. 34. 34 tens, 12 nines, 1 8. It's not even really been graded that much, but I'll tell you what, people, because of the small sample size, you've got a 70% PSA 10 hit rate. That. That's good. And my initial reaction is like, wow, that's that's good, man, for contenders. Let's check on Justin Jefferson. He's only got 25. Am, am I on the do we need to pull the uh the optic data in with it? Well, yeah, we got to. That is not very many Justin Jefferson rookie ticket autos graded. I wonder if there's more. No, there's only seven of the short print variation. So, let, yeah, let's look I at must, yeah, uh, Maybe more people are grading the optic contenders. Let's see. Which I think, I guess, makes sense. because It does make sense because they're, they're that thicker chrome card stock. It's got typically, historically... Better gym, right? People pay some buku money for the, the Justin Jefferson. There's only a population of five, Steve. Five PSA 10s. This is the base optic rookie ticket auto, Justin Jefferson. Dang. You get a PSA 10 on that sucker. You're looking at a $1,000 card. May, October still $750. October 29th still $700. Hey, all right. Since we're not having a lot of data come up, I just have I'll ask a question and tell me what you think. We'll take Jefferson out of the equation. But um you talked about Dak, you talked about um Goff, and I know that you guys talked about it on the show the other night about you know which guy's better, and there was a chat had a big say on you know who they thought was better, and it seemed like it was mostly Goff. But now let's switch that into something different. If you had money in hand right now and you had a hundred dollars in your hand, are you buying a CD Lamb rookie ticket auto or a Monroe St. Brown? Mm. Man, well, the thing is, I think I can get Amon Ross St. Brown for a lot cheaper. I think I might be able to get two Amon Ross St. Browns for the price of one CD. I think in they're that like tier. around eighty bucks. Although I've seen a couple sneak under. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to snipe. Now, I have yet to buy a good Sun God rookie card because I am like being very picky. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's you. You're rubbing off on me, but I have like this serious uh, fandom now for the Sun God here. <laughs> and I want to so, get me a, a good, so good card. So. I'm ready. I'm ready to pay up. Big Boyd, Big Boyd sports cards, man. We saw them at the National. They're another great consignment. Steve, I know you buy cards from them. They've got an Amon Ra ending in 10 minutes, brother. A select RPA 
numbered out of 199. It's currently at 66. What would I have to pony up to get this? And is it worth it? Because if you if if there was the same price between Amon Ra and CD Lamb, I am I'm more bullish on I think the upside is may, is higher for the Lions to run deeper and with how rabid and passionate uh, the fan base is this year about the Lions run. I mean, they're just coming out from everywhere, everywhere around the country. The Lions fans are coming out. So I, I feel like this card could do better monetarily. Plus, Amon Ra's got a, a louder personality off the field. CD is, is more quiet, more reserved from what I've seen. Amon Ra's got the podcast now with his brother that I find quite entertaining. Uh, and you don't have all the the sponsored reads and commercials that you do. It's not quite as like pr- polished or maybe sometimes as funny as as savvy as the uh, the New Heights podcast with the Kelsey brothers. But the St. Brown brothers, they're just raw, man. They're good. I, I enjoy it. I think it's kind of funny. I like the Sun God, his work ethic, man. It's the heat. 17th wide receiver taken in the 2021 draft. Even I know the guys that are taken ahead of him now at this point. So, I mean, Steve, I think this card could actually do better than the exact equivalent card of CD Lamb bought at the same price. I'm with you. I'm going, I'm going Sun God. Agreed. Yeah. And I think that honestly, I think his prices are, in fact, in many cases, uh, more. I think in a card like this, I think in a card like this, the C, uh, Amon Rosmore, but I think in a card like the base rookie ticket auto, the CD Lamb is actually still more, uh, which is odd. But if I, I do track the Amon Ra rookie ticket autos pretty, pretty tightly, and they're kind of all over the place. You see the occasional one go for like 55 bucks, but for the most part, they're like right around the $80 range. And until recently, the CD Lambs have been probably 80 to 100 so i mean they're not too too far off they're still a little bit more convincing i think i don't know if it's the draft capital question that we come up with all the time but i mean i don't know what else this guy has to do to convince people he's that guy at this point was do you think that the immaculate eye black out of 99 here for 150 i mean this card's got a a boatload of watchers where where'd it go steve i just had it up it was isn't this weird how the eBay algorithm works? Like I, I literally just refresh the refresh the search. I went to yeah, ending fun. soonest and now I'm back on best match and it's gone. Like every time you do a new search query under best match, I'm convinced that the eBay algorithm shifts stuff around based on the newness of the listing and how much the promotional rate is and how many clicks this card's had and all this kind of stuff. And now I've lost the immaculate eye black that was numbered out. Unless one of you guys just bought it. <laughs> Let's see something here. I, you know that that's one of my favorite inserts, Andy. I bought bought a couple this week, actually. Let me see something here. I want to find a listing for you. And maybe, maybe we could pull something up here. Let's see. That's a pretty cool spectra right there, man. Sky high auto. Looks like a gold Sharpie. That's one of the cooler horizontal uh, cards that I've seen. I like this one, man. The Spectra is a cool set that um, 
doesn't doesn't get enough love, but I think they get more love than sets like XR and some of the certified cards, even some Origins. I, I kind of think Spectra is right in that range with a with an Origins or a Panini Black now. I sent you um, two. I'm gonna send you one more actually because I just found this one. But oh, that, buddy. that particular one is for those. Not for the faint of heart, but if you have deep pockets, that is a absolute banger of a card. And uh, only if you can afford that kind of investment, I do feel like he's that good that you probably want to own a one-on-one of him. But uh, if you can't, I sent Andy a couple other bona fide solid options. I wonder if this if this uh, seller would take less than a thousand dollars for this card. You know, because a lot of times you see cards like this, and then we and we guess we see them sold, and we guess like that Aiden O'Connell. It was listed for fifteen hundred, but the guy took nine hundred. So you got you got to wonder, like, is if this guy got a thousand dollar offer right now, would he take it? If he got a nine hundred dollar offer right now, would he take it? You know, and and so obviously, don't make that offer unless you actually intend to pay for the card. But right, you know, so. I, I I won't because you know a little bit out of my uh, my current price range, but um, you know all things considered, if you could get that card for under a thousand dollars, Steve, do you think it's a win? I mean, obviously you're sharing with with us at seventeen fifty, but unbiased here with with where you know Spectra's kind of ranked at and everything, under a thousand dollars, do you feel like that's a win? Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's 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 that good. You, you look at what he's done in uh, just the last two years already, and uh, you could even make the argument that he's maybe still getting better. I mean, he's one, two, three, four. He's just under Jamar Chase and yards by one. Um, let's see, sixth in receptions, two, three less receptions than AJ Brown. Yeah, I mean he's easily top five in the league. So he's a baller. Let's, man. let's see what uh, the shoes and cards classics has for us ending here in just just a few minutes. We really we're really tr working hard, guys, to try and uh, snipe a card. This guy does all buy it nows. He might be a subscriber because <laughs> I'm I'm a big advocate of buy it nows. Let's see if this guy's got anything else. Yeah, he's actually. It's got a gold RPA. We're not no no auto, but it's out of ten. It's gold. It's one of the top sets for rookies. Jalen Hyatt out of ten for sixty dollars. Buy it now. In interesting card, Steve. Yeah, talk about a guy that maybe just needs a couple more opportunities. Speaking of opportunities, Quentin Johnston got some more opportunities this past week. Had his best game of his rookie season. Uh, Josh Palmer had a was a, was plagued with a knee injury, so it looks like Quentin Johnson is getting even more opportunity now. You, and Mike Williams done, and Josh Palmer getting banged up. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if anybody's going to buy a gold standard out of 49 horizontal formatted RPA for 185. dollars I, I think that's tw twice like. Twice as much as what I would pay for. I'd be looking to pay for that around 60, 70, Steve. 
Yeah, no, that's a bit high. Um, he, he hasn't done anything to warrant those kind of prices. Man, look at this 2023 gold standard Tony Pollard out of 25. Fortunately, I can't go that high for a veteran card either. And But Tony Pollard, man, he should be hitting a dip right now, you know, talking about Cowboys and Cowboy Week. Tony Pollard not being utilized like he was last year in the passing game. That's a big thing. That's a big factor. They're not targeting him out wide in the passing game like he was last year. He's taken pri uh, primarily just carries, and 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 then they're throwing all their passes to their wideouts or um, or that little that little speedster um, Turpin. I think is Robert Turpin, something Turpin. So. Yeah, it's they're not using Tony Pollard the, the same, and so that's a Mike McCarthy thing. Um, and uh, you know, you, you hate to see it for the people that drafted Tony Pollard the second round of fantasy drafts, it definitely paid in a lot higher for Tony Pollard rookie autos before the season as they are now. And Travis Etienne has been the opposite. Travis Etienne is what we hoped Tony Pollard would be this year. Travis Etienne has been absolutely smashing everybody uh and and he has turned into a league winner i i i have tony um travis Etienne on bye week this week steve and i was like oh no man i i can't, can't go on bye week can't go on bye week jacksonville you guys tony uh travis etn has been giving me so many fantasy points i, I can't even what is it 10 30 at night guy um you know i'm one beer in man i can't even keep my name straight anymore i get them all mixed <laughs> up it's but uh, Travis Etienne and the Jacksonville freaking Jaguars are going on bye week this week. And I've got no Etienne, so maybe it's a good week to snipe his cards because he's probably in that same bucket where 2021 product and you really want to focus on the more rare tier, those rookie autos and serial numbered cards and case hits, or if they are more common, PSA 10s. And so the bye week to me, Steve, is like the perfect time to, to tackle as this guy What's your, what your 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 um what's your uh top ten running back ranking, Steve? I, I bet you Travis Etienne is like number one, number top three. I'm I'm guessing Travis Etienne top three because I, I haven't looked this week. Right. So let's see here. So in uh, Yahoo scoring top ten running backs, you got McCaffrey at one, Etienne at two, and if you have both of those guys, you're not only lucky, but unfortunately, they're both on by this week. Mostert at three, Zach Moss at four. Who would have seen that come? Kenneth Walker at five, Kyron Williams six, DeAndre Swift seven. Somehow, Devon A. Chain eight, Derrick Henry uh, nine, Bijan at ten. Or excuse me, Brian Robinson at ten. Bijan Robinson is actually at thirteen. Yeah, and he's back to his normal workload this week. No more headaches. Steve, what do you think about the Desmond Ritter benching? Do you really think that he had some kind of concussion and then tested fine and then came back to the sideline with the hat on, good to go back in, but they still kept Heineke out there? I mean, I think Arthur Smith, the comments he made uh, the previous week, I mean, just some cryptic, weird comments about the uh, people's fantasy leagues and stuff like that. I, I don't know if he's... If Arthur Smith is uh he's a good coach or he's a bad coach and he's just like making crap up every week uh for no reason when he could just say I'm benching this player like 
almost like he's trying to save face for Ritter or something, and it may be public perception, but he wants Heineke in there. Just put – if you want Heineke in there, put him in there. I think a lot of Falcons fans have been saying all season long, put Heineke in there. This guy is a, a proven competitor that can win some games for you. Desmond Ritter's looked frail. He's looked weak with the ball. The turnovers have been rampant. Put Heineke in there. You know Ritter's not your guy. Like The Falcons need to go one way or another, or they're going to be stuck in mediocrity, man. You know, he had a couple okay games, but, you know, the last two games he played, you know, three turnovers followed by three turnovers. That's just not going to do it in this league. So I think this is kind of sending him a message, um, you know, and they'll probably see what they have in Heineke. But, you know, unless he makes some kind of late career uh, resurgence, you know, maybe uh, he has a couple good games like we've seen in the past, but. Heineke's not most likely the long-term solution there. And maybe Ritter's not either, but, you know, most likely I think that this is just kind of like a uh, a punishment. You see that with running backs all the time when they turn over the ball too. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a situation. I would probably stay away from both guys. But, you know, Bijan looks solid. As of right now, Andy, I was definitely the – least popular side of this argument but you know you asked me before the season if i was drafting would i take kenneth walker or Bijan? so far i'm right and that everyone was going against me on that one and uh we will see we're about halfway through the year right now mm. the touchdown efficiency has been lit for kenneth walker and the seahawks uh kenneth walker dealing with a little bit of uh little bit of an injury right now, Steve. I don't know exactly what the latest is, but I know he was limited last week. Um, had a role increase for Zach Charbonnet. So I think Kenneth Walker will get, get back to 100% health. Obviously, great running back there. Bijan back uh, to his usual workload. Not bell cow status, but usual 70% type opportunity over uh, Cordell Patterson and Tyler Algier. This, I, I feel like the flipping window, though, like to flip Bijan, all right, can we go ahead and rule the Falcons out of the, the playoffs? I don't think we can, you know, so it's maybe that that's a possible out to, to make profit on Bijan, right? Because the Bucks have ne- definitely come back down to earth, and it's like, okay, this is what we expected from the Bucks going into the season, you know, where they, they – they, they struggled to win games and can't quite connect on plays and can't quite get things going and get gassed in, uh, in the passing game because it can't quite get home and then the secondary is not quite adequate enough. Uh, the Saints are playing solid like we expected from the Saints. They're winning games. Derek Carr, is, he's, he's playing pretty good, but then you also have increased role from Taysom Hill. Did you notice the deep bombs that Taysom Hill throws uh, to Rashid Shaheed, man, that guy's a game breaker. So he's like, you know, Tyree kill light for the Saints. So it's kind of like the Saints are looking like this top team in the NFC South. And I know the Falcons don't want to admit that. And they want to, they want to keep, um, they, they want to keep playing for the playoffs, man. But I, dude, they, they need a quarterback, a good quarterback bad. You know, Saints have a good defense. Saints have a pretty good run game, um, you know, outside of, you know, Taysom Hill's finally doing what he needs to do because outside of Alave, Andy, I, I got to say that there was not much 
consistency in the passing game. Shahid's made some awesome deep bomb type plays, uh, but they really haven't had a like chain mover, right? They 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 don't have a guy that can that can get a lot of first downs for them, and you can't just only score on long plays. You know those are great to mix in, but that that's not how you can play an entire game. And uh, they've just kind of maybe have started to put a little formula together to uh, to make this offense competent. And I actually think that they're looking pretty good. And I know you were a bit down on Derek Carr's arm strength, but he's been chucking it down the field, man. He's looking looking better. He's probably getting over that shoulder injury, I think. Yeah, the the shoulder's getting healthy. I I think you've seen Michael Thomas definitely turn to dust. Um, though, I mean, that's, that's one big takeaway I've got Michael Thomas. He's pretty much done as well as, uh, Juju Smith Schuster. I mean, he's just, he's a ghost. I mean, this, the Patriots sec wide receiver room is, is toast. Um, he, he just popped into my, my mind thinking about dusty old wide receivers. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so the, the, but Deandre Hopkins, well and alive, Deandre Hopkins, well and alive. I mean, Deandre Hopkins is, is the happiest veteran wide receiver in the league right now. He's like, Oh my God, this I'm, I love Will Levis. Uh, so it's going to be fun tomorrow night, Steve, the Titans go up against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. It's only a 36.5 over under the lines only moved half a point throughout this week. Uh, so that's, that's not a, that's not a high point total. In fact, it's, it's really low here, man. But that's because the, the Titans, I, I think has historically played bad and you've got your, your boy. Well, I thought Mitchell Trubisky was going to play. I was thinking all week, Mitchell Trubisky is going to play. <laughs> Pickett will be a, the only way Trubisky plays a full game this year is if Pickett's on his deathbed. He, he must really feel some heat on his ass because he will not sit a game out for an injury this year. Tough dude, man. Tough, tough dude. And I, I actually like Pickett as a play because his market has hit 52 week low rock bottom. And, and, you know, when you look at a quarterback market, it's much different than the running back wide receiver. You know, a lot of a lot of what Steve and I have been talking about is targeting these rookie autos and these rare serial numbered cards and these case hits for these running backs and wide receivers because I, I love the, the bang for your buck and the upside in those cards for running back wide receivers. But when you go and, and the, like, you know, the same legwork that you put in, you can make $50 from a card instead of, you know, five to ten. But when you go to a quarterback, now all of a sudden you get that same kind of upside in those mid-tier cards from quarterbacks, especially when you talk about the graded quarterback card market. So I was looking at Kenny Pickett, much like Justin Fields, has hit 52-week, one-year lows on their cards like their Optic Hollow PSA 10s. The Orange Laser, Steve, from Prism, uh, and, and rookie card format is incredibly popular uh, for guys like Pickett, Fields, and those cards are, are hitting all-time lows right now. So those, those kind of color-paralleled, non-serial numbered, uh, more base cards, but not quite a, a full raw base card, just like a base prism or base optic, Donruss, Mosaic. You know, so we're, we're not talking like that. You know, it, it, you could, but then we're going to be talking like, all right, let's, let's see if we can get pick this thing up for five bucks and a value bin kind of thing still, even still because of the ultra modern aspect, right, Steve? But quarterbacks, you, you now have, 
I think a lot higher upside on these more common cards. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the ultra modern and in football is kind of unique in that sense that ultra modern is actually like the preferred market where in some other sports, that's not so much the case, but uh, we talk about the hyper relevancy of guys in the week to week ride that you go on with certain players and, uh, in the NFL, that is the way, you know, some of these players have such, uh, short careers in comparison to other sports like baseball and stuff like that. So, uh, the, the modern stuff is that much more relevant in football. Are there any other notable injuries this week that are jumping out at you, um, that we haven't covered yet? We, Stafford. Oh, Stafford. Stafford with the finger, and he's going up against Green Bay this upcoming week. If I remember, are, are they? Do they have a bye week this week? And oh no, no, no they it have is a bye week next week. So yeah, they're, they're thinking he week. might not play. They're saying that if he can tolerate the pain, he can play. But he's uh, a tough dude too, man. That's again. We've we just talked about how tough that guy is, but. Hmm. But Steve, uh, this is a cold weather game. You're in Chicago. You're you're not too far, you know, in terms of lateral distance from the equator. I mean, you guys are pretty close to to Green Bay, right? No, it's it's pretty far north from here. It's uh, but it's snowing where you're at. It's yeah. cold as balls where you're at. So I can only <laughs> imagine Green Bay. It's gonna be really cold, and with a a, a broken finger. That's gonna usually suck. yeah. It's usually at least ten degrees colder there than here, at least. And unfortunately, we're not gonna see Stetson Bennett because he's in he's in some kind of um, substance abuse rehab program. Uh, apparently, he did have a shoulder injury like right at the end of preseason, but it's all hush hush. But from everything that I've I've read, I I don't know, man. People are speculating what substance abuse like maybe even alcoholism believe it or not so, yeah, i don't know if you have any other insight on that but no stetson bennett so they're now like down to bringing up john wolford um and i guess that i guess that's who's gonna uh start th this weekend against the packers i mean honestly the ram season brett ripon <laughs> brett okay brett ripon who actually is the son of the the uh famous mark ripon who won a Super Bowl for the Redskins, I think, decades ago. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, not uh, anywhere near his uh, father's capabilities. But, uh, you know, the reason that that's so relevant is that's that's probably an easy win if Stafford plays. But if he doesn't, I mean, the awful Packers might just absolutely steamroll them because they won't have any offense. Are you out altogether on Jordan Love? Yeah, honestly. I mean, there's there's always a price for for any player, but it does seem ominous that the team is not interested in bringing him back as of right now. Yeah, you know, this is a rookie contract year for Jordan Love. Being a 2020 rookie, this is a contract year. So we've got to ask ourselves – are the Green Bay Packers committed to Jordan Love? I think there's been a variety of issues there. Obviously, you've had injuries to Aaron Jones, Christian Watson. I have not seen them look the same since the beginning of the season. You know, there there was some good hype there, man. Week one, 
Jordan Love was doing good, and 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 now all of a sudden it's just been it's been a downward uh, spiral, man. The completion percentage has been down to fifty seven point seven. Uh, it's not good. So only six point four yards per attempt. Uh, overall, he's not playing terrible in terms of fantasy, but we know a lot of the quarterback success in the in the hobby is tied to win losses. And the Packers are two and five, um, including four losses in a row now, Steve. Four losses in a row. Lions, Raiders, Broncos, Vikings getting beat up all over the place. The inner the danger plays. He ranks fifth in interceptable passes. He ranks third in. So uh, not good to rank that high in those metrics. And I, I think though uh, a good bit of it is coaching and then injuries. And I think some of it's been bad luck. I, I'm actually not out on Jordan love. I actually think that he is uh, still a starter. I don't know if it's the Packers. I hope it's the Packers because if I was buying his rookie card now, ideally I'd like him to stay on the Packers and have some good hype coming into September. I think if you're buying Jordan Love now, it's kind of like you're optimistic that he's going to be hyped up again and have a good preseason, good training camp, and it'll be September. Like, Remember remember, uh, last year, Steve, You know, the guys that finished the season strong, like look at Jared Goff, for example. He finished the season strong, and he came into September with all this hype. The same thing with Justin Fields. Even though the team was terrible, they had had the worst record, one of the worst records in the NFL, right? He still finished the season strong athletically and like his singular stats and stuff. So he came into the new season with a lot of hype and expectations. I think we could see that for Jordan Love next year if they don't move on from him. But but that would be the play. And hey, maybe he actually, if he does go somewhere, may, hopefully then it's just a start. If you're buying now, because obviously the cards are rock bottom after the four losses in a row. Yeah, and I think you brought up a key point with the Lions last year, and you know they started like what one and six, and then they pretty much almost ran the table after that. So. You know, he hasn't looked good. I mean, the numbers when we were talking about prop bets early in the season, if you looked at the raw numbers, they were just not good. His fantasy points were carried by touchdowns, whereas the other uh, metrics were all bad. You know, the completion rate, uh, yardage was low. There wasn't a lot going on. I mean, the amount of touchdowns were probably helped by the run game, getting him to the red zone and good defense, but the defense hasn't been playing good. The run game has been pretty much non-existent. Aaron Jones has been hurt most of the year with the hamstring. So uh, if he's a guy you like and you still have a little faith in him, this may be a good entry point. But um, it's not looking like he sticks with the team next year. Who knows? Maybe he's maybe he's on the Falcons next year. There's still people buying him, man. Green, yellow, hyper prism out of 175 Currently in $42, ending in auction 25 minutes. And a mosaic rookie auto sticker rookie auto at $76 ending in 15 minutes. And, and both of those have 10 plus bids on them. Got some competition. You know, you can't. I've, I've seen some people say that, you know, that he doesn't have weapons. I Maybe the run game's been lackluster, but you can't say he doesn't have weapons because, you know, maybe Watson's a little raw, but he's not bad. 
Dobbs has been solid in the red zone. Um, you've got a rookie tight end that's pretty much refined as far as a receiver and blocker. Um, who else? I know they have another rookie receiver that's been pretty solid. He's been playing great the past few weeks. Jaden so. Reed. Jaden Reed. Um, he's been stepping it up. So, again, they're not elite by any means, but, you know, neither is uh, the Panthers and neither is the Texans. But you've seen uh, better QB play out of the two rookies than him. I love this, man. The chat is lit. I'm, I'm trying to catch up with the with the chat over here. We got to check in with our guys in the chat, Steve. Um, and man, it's been lit. Like I looked over and there's 94 new comments. So shout out to you guys. Uh, we got 46 people out there on the quest. So shout out to all of you guys that are tuned in right now. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, we're on the football card quest, part of the nooffseason.com sports card network. And uh, SE uh, Derek saying spending a second rounder on Jaden Reed was insane. James says, uh, Dylan is amazing at running directly into his teammate in front of him. Uh, that's true. There's been a lot of A.J. Dylan up the middle, and that has not a, been a recipe for success, man. His efficiency metrics have declined. I mean, his rookie cards are at career low values right now, if you believe he can ever bounce back. But the, tough, the, the even more difficult thing for him is he's a running back. So his time, his his shelf life in the NFL is very finite <laughs> and and uh, once you start to see those guys decline, they very rarely can turn it around and get back to some elite form. So, since we're talking QBs, Andy, I want to quickly run down the top twelve. And we got Hit. Josh Allen one, Hertz two, Cousins Rip three, two of four, Mahomes five, surprisingly Howell six, Herbert seven, Lamar. And Goff, one point apart at seven and eight. Wilson, nine. Purdy, 10. And then Trevor Lawrence, quite a bit behind at 11, barely ahead of Joshua Dobbs. How do you feel about that? Wow. And it's pretty wild, man, because that is, you know, in fantasy points, that's derived from on field performance, but it doesn't correlate very closely with the win loss record. If you go back and look at the win-loss record of some of those guys, especially recently, too, you know, so it it's pretty it's pretty wild, man. Uh, appreciate that baseball update, fil uh, filthy. I don't care. No, it's, it's cool. No, I'm happy for Texas fans. That's awesome, man. Um, Anani, yes, yeah, some some QBs are expensive. Sure, sure, and especially some of their cards are expensive. But that's why QBs, your your options for which cards you target open up quite a bit. And that's why you have to look at them differently than you look at running backs and wide receivers. Right, Steve? Yeah. And they are the face of the franchise. They have longer careers. Yada, yada, yada. So those are obviously big, big factors in, uh, in why those guys hold that, that kind of value. While right, we're on uh, lists, Andy, want me to quickly go uh -huh. over the receivers here? Ooh, receivers. All right. Yeah. I'll do a few more just because you do start three receivers on your team. So I'll, I'll run a few extra down. But we got Tyreek far ahead of everyone at one. A.J. Brown at two. Diggs, three. Keenan Allen, four. D.J. Moore, five. Puka Nakua, six. 
Jamar Chase, 7. Jordan Addison, 8. Thielen, 9. Amon Ra, 10. And then only a point behind Amon Ra. We were talking about this earlier. C.D. Lamb, 12. Evans, 13. Pittman, 14. Nico Collins, 16. Devontae Adams. Yeah, I wasn't happy that Nico slid down after this past week and Stroud got beat by the Panthers. I think a lot of that was situational dependent because I think the Panthers and Frank Reich wanted Stroud, but the front office of Carolina got Bryce Young. Um, I, I think that's kind of the grumblings that I've read and I've heard about there. And so they were not going to let C.J. Stroud dice them up like C.J. Stroud has been doing this far. And so they did a lot of of, of coverage-heavy defensive schemes. And I just think they got kind of outcoached there. I, I think the Texans didn't adjust quick enough to what the Panthers were throwing at them. And, um, and so it was a close loss, but, yeah, a loss nonetheless. And so a little down week for C.J. Stroud. I think they, they come back. I think Nico gets back into that top 10. You know what's shocking about that top 10, Steve? Adam Thielen, man. Uh, on the Panthers in the top 10. If you look at fantasy drafts, I mean, right now he's been a league winner because people are getting him in the double digit rounds. <laughs> and he's a top 10 wide receiver. Like nuts, dude. Yeah. Heck yeah. I think, yeah, pretty sure he was going in like the hundred to 120 range, give or take. So that's value, man. We, he saw it in the intro. It's not the guys you think that are going to win you your league. It's those later guys that make the ultimate difference. The guys in the first few rounds typically shake out pretty similar, but it's those later guys that step up that really fill the gaps. Yes, sir. It sure is. So who's going to fill the gaps tomorrow night for the Steelers? A hobbled uh, Kenny Pickett uh, going up against the, the brand new hot and ready. Will Levis putting extra mayo in the coffee tomorrow, baby. <laughs> he's going to be ready to go tomorrow night. D-Hop is fired up. He's feeling 10 years younger. Traylon Burks is starting to get healthy, too. Traylon Burks starting to get back into his role. He he um, he he had a, in, a huge increase in snaps last week over uh, Westbrook Akine. So uh, he'll be right in the mix. And I feel like, you know, Will Levis is going to open up a lot of things for this offense. If you look at week eight, Derrick Henry had over 100 yards, so I was like, wow, you're starting to see Derrick Henry come back into form. I mean, this whole Tennessee offense all of a sudden is exciting again, man, with Will Levis. Who do you got in this game tomorrow night? Yeah, I don't know about the health of uh, Pickett, but I actually got the Steelers here and uh, Deontay Johnson, man. As I, as I said mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, we were fading – Pickens and he pretty much vanished. Deontay almost had a touchdown too on Sunday. I, I don't think he actually I don't think he got one by the end of the game, but I saw one that was it was a poor tar it was a poor throw because it was behind him and low. It was a uh, it was a picket throw before he got injured. <laughs> and Deontay Johnston I was hoping he I was hoping he'd get it, you know, because he wants a touchdown so bad. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think he's had a touchdown since, you know, overdue, his rookie man. year. Very overdue. So, I mean, is it is this the, the night? Does DeAndre Hopkins uh, or DeAndre, does Deontay Johnson get a touchdown over this pretty bad uh, Tennessee 
defense. I'm I'm feeling like this is a shootout. This this over under a 37. It seems silly, especially when you look at you know Will Levis from last week. Uh, but obviously, I know it's it's one game. It's just one game here, guys. And the the Falcons are up and down this year, so uh, don't put too much stock into it. But you know that was a fifty one point game they had with the Falcons, which was predicted to be a thirty five point over under from Vegas. And so once again, we're right back. We have the Steelers and the Titans on Thursday night football. And we've got another 35-point over-under. I feel like we're going over. I feel like we should be betting the overs on the props on Underdog Fantasy. Steve? I love it, man. Deontay uh, consistently did have that stretch where he missed time with an injury. But prior to that, going back to 2019, he's probably the third most targeted receiver in the league when he's healthy. So I dig it. He, he eats into George Pickens big time, you know. Let's see if we have a line on Will Levis. We do have some lines on Will Levis. Can he get at least two touchdowns, Steve? I want that one and a half X bonus here on Underdog Fantasy. <laughs> Rage said his last touchdown was in junior high. I dig it, man. <laughs> He's definitely on a record drought. Uh, a record drought that... Uh, is inevitably coming to an end. It's coming. You, you know what? In fact, screw it. Go big or go home. We're going. We're going with the chili pepper. <laughs> we're going with the the receiving touchdown. We're getting the one and a half x bonus here on Underdog Fantasy. We're gonna string a couple of these together. Potentially, you know, twenty x our money. And. As a new user, you can use promo code QUEST to get a $500 instant deposit, up to $500. They've increased that for a limited time. Promo code QUEST, gets as a new user, gets you an instant 100% deposit bonus up to $500. Absolutely insanity, uh, Steve, that they're giving away that much free money to new users. But um, you got to love them. Slick platform. You can do prop bets on virtually anything. I, I did prop bets. Look at all the different categories they have for prop bets. They, they've got so many different categories. They'll have the Olympics on here. I kid you not, man. They got tennis. They got FIFA. They have esports on here when they have big esports events. Uh, they have uh, the hot dog eating contest on here that you can bet prop bets on. It's freaking fun. It's a lot of fun, man, and, and gives you instant upside to to win some some quick money yeah and you know uh just have fun with it you know don't do anything too crazy and if you like uh you know week to week isn't your thing just sign up and hang tight for best ball because that is what we live for we love our best ball sheets and andy i think next week we should we should check out the uh where our sheets are at some of the ones we did in the preseason That sounds good, man. I'm going over on the Will Levis passing yards. Uh, I'm wanting to keep this thing rolling. I'm going over on that. I'm going to go right back to DeAndre Hopkins as a possession-style receiver. I'm going to go straight to his receiving yards of 52.5. I mean, that's low. These lines on Will Levis and Hopkins are going to go up big time if he does it again. I mean, and this, this Steelers passing defense is... 
they're great at putting pressure on the quarterback from the line, but in terms of yards allowed per pass, they're 31st in the league. So you got the bet one of the best possession receivers in the league in DeAndre Hopkins. Let him let him have at it, man. I, I say you go and then if you want to pick a touchdown over, you you do King Henry. You know what's oh. crazy to me? I, someone said it in the uh, SS in the chat. Said uh, Pickett's not a serviceable NFL QB. It's not. Uh, yeah, he Trubisky, is. Andy, it's not just the Trubisky thing. It's he's not good. I've been saying it since day one, and the numbers do not lie. I don't like him. He's got thirteen hundred passing yards. He's got five touchdowns and four interceptions. We're halfway through the year. Well, you know, a lot of that stuff is situational, though. And to what though? It, Matt, Matt Canada is on on the hot seat, and the the percentage uh, completion percentage is better than Jordan Love. All right, how, how many I games mean, has Justin Fields missed? <laughs> oh, I don't know the exact number. Right, I, I don't know the exact number either, but because we're just doing quick numbers off top of our head, so uh huh. His his completion rate. Uh, or excuse me, his QB rating is 80. Justin Fields is 91. His yards per attempt, 6.6. Fields is 7.4. Mm-hmm. In 38 more attempts, he only has an uh, an extra 130 passing yards. And Fields has 11 passing touchdowns to his five. So it's not opportunity. It's it's uh it's not pace of play. It's 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 game script. Protection rate's been bad. Protection rate's been bad. Uh, he's not taken as many deep ball attempts as many other teams. He ranks 26th in deep ball attempts, 27th in overall pass attempts, 28th in red zone attempts. But he's a Pittsburgh freaking Steeler, Steve. That's the play <laughs> for Pickett. Look. He's a first-round draft pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're either going to squeak into the playoffs or they're going to barely miss. And either way, they're not going to have the draft capital to afford to replace him. So what's going to happen? Pickett's going to be their starting quarterback next year. And then you make uh, uh, there's a good chance that he gets to play out his rookie contract. Why not? That is, You, you, know, you know they're going to do it. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's the hometown went to Pittsburgh University guy. They're not going to move on from him, man. He he helped them win games. They were 4 and 2, man. Sometimes Andy, you live long enough to become the villain. It's only a matter of time. That's hey, that's a good uh good I, I got to give a, a a holler at rage in the chat. Picking big Deontay Johnson for the tutty because like Keno, every number has to hit eventually. Putting the stones on the table, Andy, for the touchdown this week. Uh, I I had to I had to go find Rage's comment in the chat here. <laughs> uh, good stuff, man. All right, well, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers is why why I um, make uh make a play on Pickett if I were to make a play but I can't justify it now whenever you look at the prices of Tua and Justin Fields just can't justify it man just can't not with all of his weapons here's the thing I'll I'll give you this with everyone back 
He's got Fryermuth, I think, back this week. Deontay's back. He's got his whole offense healthy. If we don't see some progression statistically and uh, on the field, I think you may need to move on. I would have already moved on if I was holding his cards. I would have sold them the minute they came out the pack to each their own. But um, that's it for me. Pickett's so you would buyer. go you you would go with the interception then for Pickett, wouldn't you? You you'd be betting that he'd throw an interception tomorrow night. Here's here's my fear with uh Pickett is he's he's potentially partially injured. Okay. So he may only play a quarter, which is why I wouldn't take any lines on him first. Unders. Unders, sure. I would take some unders. 31 and a half pass attempts. I like that one. There you go. I'm go I'm going with it, Steve. 31 and a half pass attempts. If we get all five of these plays correct, we're going to 37.5x our money. <laughs> that's like that's like 2020 card market boom type of of ROI if we hit. Now, the percentage of hitting is much lower than buying, you know, a well-educated a card <laughs> but um oh we got a super chat ding 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 <laughs> Derek richard come on down come on down brother <laughs> Derek richard we appreciate you sir you, you are a good man uh and and your comment is um is received on soft ears as he said brock purdy is as soft as baby doo-doo now, I will say with having two young children, you know, baby doo-doo can go either way, but most of the time it is, you know, very especially before they get into eating like a bunch of solid foods, it's very soft. Uh, in fact, so that that very first tar poop they have in the hospital before you come home, like that black tar poop, Steve knows exactly what I'm talking about. And all you parents out there do as well. Uh I don't know if you call that stuff soft. It's more like sticky and tarry, but um, yeah, okay. Brock Purdy is soft and sticky. <laughs> <laughs> no, I we got, appreciate. I think we got an interesting sheet here, Andy. We got an interesting sheet. I'm I'm going for it, baby. I'm gonna put. I'm putting in the ten dollars before. Uh oh, they got an update. What's the update? Okay, all right. Okay, well, I don't know what exactly the update was, but we're going to put in a $10 slip on this right here. Spicy. Spicy. Got two spicy peppers. Bingo. All right, moving uh, moving through the rest of the slate, we talked about the island game. Uh, you went with... Um, let me get back to the... Uh, all these open windows... Well, while you're digging through there, we got the last uh, set of rankings to go through. Tight ends. Tight ends. We love tight ends. One through 12. And uh, I do. It is a underappreciated position. I think number six is one that uh, I called that some of you guys, if you took them in best ball, you're, you're loving every minute of this. So uh, one through 12, Kelsey, Andrews, Laporta, Hawkinson, Kittle. And here we go, Andy. Taysom Hill, number six. 
Taysom Hill was a guy we were taking very late in best ball, and he is paying off. He was, I think, ranked about the 150, 160 range in best ball. He's such a better in best ball, too, guy. Because, like, I I, he, I have him in a couple seasonal leagues. I'm like, when do I start this guy? Rookie cards, insanely expensive. And you're like, what the hell? But then you look up, and he's only got 20 that have ever been made. And it's, you know, rookie ticket autos. And he's got that George Kittle market going on or Austin Eckler market. And you're just... Uh, you're not you're not getting uh, you're not getting into that market for cheaper than a hundred bucks or something. So it's it's pretty wild. But Taysom Hill, I'm starting him this week in one of my fancy leagues. Steve got to got to do it. That role has increased, and uh, they're they're really trying to keep people on their toes. Defense is on their toes with Sprinkle. You know he's going to get at least a few pass attempts. He's going to get a few runs. He's going to get a few receptions. And that's all you're looking for because, I mean, the guy's a bruiser. And they really like him in the red zone, and that is the most important part. All right, well, uh, so that was, the – That was uh, six, so we got seven, Komet, Goddard, eight, Engram, nine, Waller, ten, Logan Thomas, 11, and then Pitts slowly climbing up at 12. And Waller's already hurt his hamstring this past week. So he's questionable with a hammy. Waller Ooh. just – yeah, yeah. Yep. May sideline him for weeks, plural. Yep. See, Waller and Waller. That I'm telling you, the Giants are just they're cooked, man. Their season's done. But Pitts, he's not done yet. I like Heineke better for Pitts. Uh, I like Heineke better, period, than than Desmond Ritter. So we'll see how he can kind of transform this offense, um, especially if Drake London were to miss any time because Drake London pulled his groin. This past week, Steve. So if Drake London misses any time, I definitely like Pitts to have an increased role in in target rate from Taylor Heineke, who is better than Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I mean, in the limited amount of work we saw, he looked looked pretty good. Now, granted, you know the other team didn't have time to game plan against him, but um, we'll see. We we've known him to go on like four or five game tears. All right, Steve, it's lightning round time, brother. Uh, let's hone in on a couple of these matchups. We hit Dolphins, Chiefs. You're going Dolphins. I'm going Dolphins. Come on, Dolphins. Let's go, baby. Let's bring the heat to Battle Germany. Of the Titans, man. That, that is a powerhouse matchup. If, if a Patrick Mahomes rated rookie dips under $100, you know, I've always said this, Steve. If Patrick Mahomes loses again to the Dolphins here, there's a chance that his rated rookies – First of all, A, will you buy a raw one? And B, if they went for under 100, would you buy one? We're talking uh, Donruss or Optic? We're just talking plain old Donruss, Patrick Mahomes from 2017. I don't think you can get an Optic, but maybe you could. Would you? Because Optics are a little bit easier to verify online. But golly, Steve, I mean, here's an auction ending tomorrow afternoon. It's already 152. I mean, I remember there was a point, oh, Pat Mahomes, when he was hobbled during this oh, time of the season two years ago. $99. There we go. There's a $99 one that ended today. Look at look at look at that variance right there. What dollar variance? What? 
crazy. You know what's wild, Andy? Look at the one that went for more, and look at the centering, and then look at the one in the one touch. Uh, the guy that yeah. paid less probably got the better card. Maybe, but I'm seeing a we'd white. Have see, we'd have to see the cornering uh, corners and all that. What the, but... what the heck? The 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 item you selected has ended, but we found something oh, similar. Original. There you go. Yeah, I I normally don't get that little message though. That was weird. That's a newer thing. I I can't stand that. Oh, I see. The bottom right corner. Unless that's the light, I can't really tell. I know. What if it is the light? That's that's on you, seller. Like seller, you got you got to yeah. get that figured out, bro. You got to take picture at a different angle. Come on now. But maybe that's why this guy's got ninety eight point five and not a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, if, if you've been following us long enough, you know that. I mean, a good portion of the work is just taking a good picture. I mean, it's a decent one. So they're not quite there. But if they lose against the Dolphins this week, I think there's a chance this card could dip with the combination of everything else going on right now. This card could dip under $100. I'm a buyer, Steve, if that happens. All right. All right. My whole take is... is Two is so cheap that I would just rather go with a card that is on its way up rather than the other way. You know what I mean? I know that I know, and and you look at the man, the cheetah, uh, and Jalen Waddle backs getting healthy. Got a got the Jalen Waddle game this past week. Finally, it's like all right, and then and then right when you know it, Devon A. Chain comes back and he's healthy, and the Dolphins are back up to putting up high school numbers against NFL teams. It's just crazy, man. It's like when the 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 varsity team is playing the junior varsity peewees. You know the scrimmage games that these uh, you know SEC schools get to play at the beginning of the season when they get you know like uh, LSU gets to play uh, Grambling or something, and they just get, you know run up the yeah. scoreboard and <laughs> it's like this like fluffer type of matchup that they get. <laughs> Yeah, fish food. food. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, all right. Well, that's uh, you know, I I can't wait to get. I'm hoping if you guys disagree with our with our predictions, let us know in the in the comments of the video. We'd we'd love to to hear those disagreements. Disagreements is how you you know you learn and you grow. Or hey, if you agree, leave a comment too and let us know why you think dolphins are winning. Yeah, yeah, I'm down with that. I'm I'm okay with that. I'll let it slide. I'll let some agreements slide, Steve. Uh, we might we might no, uh, yeah, we might disagree on this. Vikings going to Atlanta here with uh Josh Dobbs. I, I'm guessing no, well, maybe Jaron Hall. We get Jaron Hall or Josh Dobbs this week. I mean, he just signed. He's a he's like an astrophysicist, physicist engineer. He's like a aerospace scientist. One of those fancy scientist terms. He's got a degree in that. So he's a super smart guy. So you'd think he'd be able to pick that playbook up like boom, you know? Oh, man. Here. Jaron Hall confirmed starting at Falcons. Falcons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're playing at home. Taylor Heineke's starting at quarterback. Bijan Robinson's good to go. Uh, just give the guy the damn ball. I mean, 
I don't know what the status of Drake London is, but you got Kyle Pitts and John U. Smith. They run a ton of two tight end per, you know, groupings. Like, I don't see any reason why they can't find a way to win this game against the Vikings. You know, if that secondary plays as lax as they did against the Titans, you might see like a couple of long touchdowns this game, uh, you know, out of nowhere. But I think more more realistically, it's going to be like a conservative, more run-heavy game by both sides. So. Yeah, I think I want to avoid that one, especially with Jaron Hall at quarterback for the Vikings. That's just gross right now. Uh, Seahawks. Seahawks are on on quite the run right now. And they go to the Ravens. This might be one of the bigger matchups of the week here, Steve. I mean, we got two powerhouses, brother. Talk about Seahawks run offense. Right now, they're 11th in yards per carry. The Seahawks passing offense is 12th in yards per pass. And the um, the Ravens run offense is second overall, 8th in yards per carry. A lot of that from Gus Edwards. Lamar Jackson, Justice Hill has been uh, just barely a factor at all. And then, you know, I, I mean, this, this it's pretty remarkable what the Ravens are able to do, even though it's – and this is why it was just such a shame to see J.K. Dobbins, you know, get, get hurt again at the beginning of the season because, I mean, he would have just smashed, dude. He would have been in the Travis Etienne situation right now. Damn it, Steve. Speaking of uh, Dobbins in our – original OG quest dynasty league in the discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my IR is now full, uh, Dobbins, Jefferson and cousins. So if I lose anyone else for the year, I'm in a position where I can't even put anyone else on the IR. So just hanging in there, man, with these injuries. Mm. All right, Steve. Here's the thing is, uh, Ravens at home. Really good. Uh, Seahawks surprising a lot of people. Some would even say overachieving. But here's here's the trap. Ravens looked really good against Detroit. Ravens looked eh against Arizona. I get it. You you game play for every team a little differently. You're not going to have the same outcome every week. Um, this could be the kind of game that Seahawks could squeak away with maybe like a late field goal or something like that. So I do think it's going to be a pretty close game. And I've been a Seahawks doubter most of the year, but Kenneth Walker is uh, the guy. So I think he's healthy enough this week to carry that load. I'll take me some Seahawks. Interesting. I'm going to go with the Ravens uh, here at home, give them the home field advantage. But uh, I will recognize the Seahawks' ability to squeak squeak out some of these wins and these tough matchups, man. So... I'm excited. I think so far this is, besides tomorrow night, just because of Will Levis, uh, I'm super excited about that. Then obviously Dolphins-Chiefs is ma- is massive. But then the Seahawks and Ravens game is very interesting to me. And I, I think it's got a lot of, like, it's a statement game, right? You know, the Ravens win, that's a big statement. Seahawks have a very good run defense this year. The solid pass defense, Devin Witherspoon, is in contention for defensive player of the year. He's a beast. I know. And so this like the the strengths of each team are matching up and they're going to clash, man. And that's what makes it so exciting. So I think it's a big statement game um, and it has a lot of implications. Unlike the Cardinals at the Browns. All right. (laughs) We're getting excited about Clayton Toon. I think uh, I think uh, 
I think Clayton Toon's about to get his his head tuned up by the Browns defense this week. So uh, that's that's a rough team to have your debut against. And uh, yeah, I, Browns I think are kind of overachievers. I think honestly. They, they have been overachieving, and uh, I don't expect a big kind of blow-up game, but uh, they'll just run car- they'll run the Cardinals into the ground. They have two good grinders, and they'll run them to the ground. Yeah, and I saw the status on Jerome Ford. His ankle limited at uh, Wednesday's practice, so it looks like he's making progress. Uh, reported to be a low-grade high ankle sprain. It was somewhat shocking to see Ford take the field at all on Sunday. So the fact that he did run nine times for 37 yards, his role should grow. And uh, that's great, man, because we want to invest in Jerome Ford. He's already break. He's already had massive breakaway runs like in every game that he's played. So, you know, you want to get uh, Jerome Ford exposure anywhere you can for those games, kind of like Devon A. Chain, there's just a, a weekly volatility, man. They're up, they're down, they get banged up, they come back in, and then they're they're up again because they break off these massive runs. And it's running backs put up arguably the best highlights when you're breaking multiple tackles. Uh, you're just finding miraculous ways to evade tacklers and and score massive touchdowns. It's I think those put up uh, the biggest highlights, and that's why you still see the spikes, the peaks, and the valleys for running backs, just like you do all these other guys. But, yeah, I don't think there's any way that even Dorian Thompson-Robinson could lose this game. I think Miles Garrett feasts in this game. I'm going with the Browns here at home. Here's the cool thing, though, is that, uh, you know, going forward, there's a very positive outlook for the Cardinals. You know, they're obviously not playing for a playoff spot, but you get uh, you get Kyler Murray back healthy soon. And, uh, you know, you get the running back healthy and uh, O'Connor and you get uh, like the full spread. They didn't trade away the receivers. So you just saw Trey McBride unleashed his potential. Finally, you got, uh, you know, maybe a guy that's got the skill set to be a top five tight end in the league Uh, now with a more elite type quarterback maybe if kyler gets his head back in the game of football so uh there's a lot to be excited about moving forward but this week is not that week rams packers man talk about a yeah we talked if about Stafford doesn't play this could be the lamest game of the week andy this could be the <laughs> absolute lamest you take the under on this game if Stafford's not playing, man. Yeah, more Darrell Henderson, more overweight Darrell Henderson, and uh, more out of – not overweight per se, but just inefficient A.J. Dillon. I, I hate to say it, man, because I want to get A.J. Dillon on the channel, so I don't want him to, like, pull up too many – because he's a big hobby advocate. You know, he's, he's dealing deals on Instagram. He's always doing deals. He's always doing PSA reveals breaks he's going to card shows he sets up tables he's streaming video games <laughs> and maybe this is why he's not so good at football anymore <laughs> Play, playing farm simulator at 2 a.m uh can wear you down a little bit um but i gotta go with the packers at home here 
I think it's just lost too many games in a row, man. This has got to be a win yeah. for them. If uh, Stafford's out, uh, this is a yeah bum of a game that the Packers win almost by default. But Rams, uh, if Stafford plays. Yeah, tur- turnovers by some combination of, of Brett Rippey and John Wolford, you know. Uh, Jair Alexander trying to save face after last week, getting getting torched by Jordan Addison. Um, got got to save face, so I, I feel a bounce back game here for the Packers. Uh, the Bucks uh, we talked about came back down to earth. So did the Texans this past week. Both coming off the Bucks are now coming off of multiple losses in a row. Unfortunately, three three in effect uh, in a row, and the Bucks now get um, at the Texans here at Houston against a pretty aggressive offense. I'm feeling like we could we could definitely win this one, uh, but it is gonna I think gonna be a close matchup. Uh, maybe this is a shootout game. I kind of like this one to go over. This might be a shootout game here. Am, am I being biased in thinking that? I just feel like. You got um, Todd Bowles on the hot seat, and Baker's not going anywhere because he knows Baker gives him the best chance to win. And there's been so, so many like close calls of, you know, would be touchdowns uh, from Baker to Trey Palmer to Chris Godwin to Mike Evans, and so we came very close to winning like the past two out of the last. The only game that we really got blown out was the the Lions game, so. Uh, Steve, I got to think, you know, this game could get interesting here. I think it's got a little bit of that underwhelming feel to it. Not as bad as the Green Bay game, but uh, both of these teams are a bit cold right now. And, uh, you know, outside of the first couple weeks, Stroud hasn't looked quite like the same quarterback. He hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been really good either. And, uh, you know, I think the Tank Dell Mirage is starting to show show its face a bit and uh, the run game for Houston is pretty much evaporated. I'm not entirely sure if it's an offensive line issue or what, but um, it just kind of looks like one of those games that could go under, I think. Could go under. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to put in a couple lines here. I'm, I'm going to go with um, Chris Godwin over. I'm, I'm playing the over on this one. I might have to do two slips now that you um, that that you gave us your perspective on it because you know fifty percent of the time it does go under, right? So, ooh, look at this 0.5. I, I'm going with a couple chili pepper picks. I kind of, I, I mean, I wasn't going to go with the interception from Stroud, but now that we've got a chili pepper on it for a, a multiplier, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it juicy yeah now all i need is a baker prop here and he's got a fumble prop (laughs) oh buddy and a pick prop (laughs) and a pick prop what's let me let me see what he's got for picks on the year he's got uh four so not a lot i gotta go with dude if if i win this slip this will pay out almost a thousand (laughs) dollars that 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 is a volatile uh Andy, that is a very ball. fragile lines, but look, it's it's is it that crazy? Chris Godwin's pretty good, fifty eight point five. That's low. That's that's a lock for the week, I think. 
Uh, but then Mike Evans touchdown. Okay, he's a favorite target of Baker when you get into that red zone area. He gets he gets a, a touchdown target almost every time. Decent chances convert. Nico Collins, he's got a pretty healthy red zone target rate as well. He's the big outside wide receiver there for C.J. Stroud, so he could easily. Then you get one pick and one fumble. I mean, th- this could happen, Steve. I could see it happening, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not for sure like the high probability pick, but at the same time, that is the fumble one is obviously the most volatile. But that's why it pays what it pays. So you got hundred x baby, ten dollars to in a, a little spice once in a while. If if we just win this one slip, I mean, we we're done for the year, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I definitely you know, there's there's we we do some safe slips, we do some crazy ones, and we hit both sometimes and i got a guy at work that shows me these 10 teamers i got a good story about he did a 10 teamer last week and missed the 10th line by one receiving yard that that hurts that hurts baker don't fumble bro i i wouldn't say that there's been some very close fumbles from baker this the past couple weeks where he's got lucky that he's fallen fallen on it baker has Taking pretty good care of the ball, but don't. Hey, this is exactly what I need right here. Please, I want more. Baker doesn't fumble in the chat because that just increases the likelihood that he will fumble. So what if let let's say you hit the first three, and if he fumbles, they lose the game. Are you cheering or crying? Uh, I, I it's gonna be tears of of happiness because <laughs> I just won a thousand dollars. I mean, I'm not expecting us to win the division, go to the playoffs. Plus, you know, I've got two rings. You know, I got I got a ring in 2020. I got a ring in 02. I was a super fan each time, able to to be you know watch every step of the way. So I feel very fortunate. I've got two. That's more than a lot of guys can say. You know, to be a super fan of a team where you're born and raised in the city your entire life and be diehard about the sport and to have two rings. I mean, that's yeah. that's pretty good, man. So yeah, right. definitely, definitely you've had some great some great guys come through there and uh I'll trade the win great. for a thousand dollars all day is what I'm yeah. trying to say. Yeah, for sure. For sure. If they're not <laughs> if they're not winning it this year, you take the thousand. Yeah. All right, commanders at the Patriots. This is the game for Mac Jones to finally get get going. Although they have no wide receivers. Freaking Kendrick Bourne, their best wide receiver, man. Their best wide receiver tore his ACL this week. That that was the uh, second biggest injury besides Kirk Cousins. I, I guess we haven't mentioned yet, but it was because it's the Patriots and they've been so bad. But um, yeah, Ken- Kendrick Bourne tears his ACL, done for the season. And so, so now you're down to, I think Deontay, uh, Devontae Parker is in concussion protocol too. So I think you're down to like Demario Douglas and Juju Smith-Schuster, who's just looked terrible. Uh, and, and I guess Mike Jasicki. Uh, but otherwise this game would be a shootout. There's gotta be someone on the Patriots to catch the ball because this game is going to be a shootout. It's the commanders. They're going to push it on offense. Ron Vera's on the hot seat big time, man. He he probably any game now, he's getting canned. And uh so he's gonna be pushing it like crazy to try and win the game. Sam Howell's not bad. I mean, he's playing pretty good. 
all things considered. Uh, I like this game to go over too, Steve. Bad, bad secondaries here. Yeah, Derek said uh, Kayshawn Boutte sighting. True, he's been getting more reps this week. But uh, the guy that's been getting more reps is uh, Tyquan Thornton, a guy that had a really good preseason. And also the Demario Douglas, who also had a really good preseason. So I used to be in on Tyquan, but then he was a healthy inactive for like three games in a row. Like They straight up had him benched. So... Yeah, I mean, he's he's obviously playing behind some guys for whatever reason that is, but hey, this is uh, this is his opportunity. Now you got to wonder, you know, we've seen Sam Howell do some crazy things, but can they possibly stop anyone on defense now in Washington? I I mean, they stopped the Giants, or they 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 held the Giants to fourteen points, but they they still managed to lose that game. But look, but look at this. They they held the Falcons to 16. They won that game, but they let the Bears put up 40 on them. That was that big coming out party for Fields. Uh, they let the Eagles obviously put up 34. The Bills put up 37. The Broncos put up 35 on, or 33 on them. So, you know, they're, they're getting into a lot of these shootouts. Uh, I, I think this is another shootout when you look at how weak their secondary is. I mean, they haven't been able to stop anybody through the air, Steve, to your point. So this is a perfect game for the Patriots passing offense to at least go over commanders passing offense. I think goes over as well. Yeah. I don't like the Patriots side of this at all, Steve, but we somebody's got to do something. We called the last Patriots dub, but I think we're going to call it this time. And uh, I got the Patriots. You got the Patriots. Yeah, I mean it's in it's in um, New England, right? Here's the thing: is I gotta go Patriots. Commanders are coming off of a uh, overachievement against uh, Philly, and uh, you know whether you believe what MW says or not, uh, this is the kind of game that is typically a letdown for a team that blows out a heavy favorite. They typically rubber band back and lose to a much weaker team. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and and uh, you know the commanders just traded away their two best defensive edge rushers, so yeah, they're not going to be getting home. And this should be a bounce back game for the Patriots at home. I'm with you. I, I'm going Patriots here at home. Be- uh, your Bears are going to New Orleans to play the Saints, so we get one more, uh, potentially two more Tyson Badgett games. Yeah, yeah, one for sure, and. Uh... And we'll see from there. I mean that on your th- having a, a injury on your thumb and your throwing hand, obviously uh, problematic for a quarterback. So especially one that likes to run and fumbles pretty often when he runs with the ball. So uh, I hate to say it, hate to say it, hate to say it, hate to say it, but Saints got this one, man. Mm. I'd love to see Tyson Badge and bounce back. I feel like this is another game that could turn into shootout, man. Look at all these Prism draft picks closing in auction today for your boy Badgent. Mm. Yeah, man, that's here's the thing, you know, he didn't have a bad game, but uh he did only have one so I played one game so far, so it's hard to be tough on the guy. Yeah. Uh, but let's be real, they're not playing a bum defense. Saints at home, just a really, really, really hard team to play against. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of ways to attack the Saints offense, whether it's Kamara, Rashid Shahid, Taysom Hill. Uh, I think I'll be experimenting with a couple slips for the Saints here um, over the next few days as well. What about the, the Colts or the Panthers? The Colts keep finding themselves in shootout scenarios because of their passing defense has been so bad. They're just getting torched on the perimeter by perimeter wide receivers. I mean, look at the points that um, these teams are putting up and, and the shootouts and the offense for the Colts is playing so fast uh, that there's just way more series and downs than uh, most of their other matchups. So, um, you know, Minshew, we know he's not a bad passer, man. This guy is, he's slinging it, dude. He's slinging it. And, Look at and the pace of play. Rushing touchdowns he had. I mean, the guy is just yeah. playing out of his mind right now. Fastest team in the NFL. Wow, it's it's also opportunity. They're just playing more. They're playing more snaps and more series than other teams in the NFL. The Colts are the fastest team in the NFL. So shout out to uh, Shane Steichen for that because you know that's that's a big um, a big factor. Jonathan Taylor coming back alive this game. Uh, starting to eat in this more of that Zach Moss workload. Now they get at the Panthers here. I feel like this could be another shootout as Bryce Young is is sinking into form. Shout out to Tom, the Tommy Tremble truthers out there, Steve. You know, Tommy <laughs> Tremble, I wrote it down, man, because I was impressed. He's up to a 54% snap share compared to Hayden Hurst, who's down to a 33% snap share this past week. And Tommy Tremble gets his touchdown. I think it was his first NFL touchdown. Shout out to Tommy Tremble and all the, the Tommy Tremble truthers. Hey, man. If, if you're in on that guy, props to you on that. Uh, you know, if he continues to ascend, all the much more power to you, man. We got, uh, you know, a Panthers team that's got a lot to get going to uh, become relevant here. But, you know, the coach even said he's happy with, uh, you know, with where they're at because basically they are a rebuilding team, you know. They're they're not out there trying to win a playoff, uh, make it to the playoffs or win the Super Bowl this year. So they're just trying to develop an identity and, and develop their young quarterback and, uh, you know, having a veteran guy like Thielen out there to be a leader on the field and in the locker room is just uh, – it's a blessing for that team. So, and a blessing for everyone who drafted him in 10 round 10 or beyond in the, in the off season. Hey, I just, I just want, uh, Steve, I want you to admit that I was right about miles Sanders, uh, being, being a, a good running back because of the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line, miles Sanders, the past two weeks has been benched. I think virtually he's been virtually, benched look it was announced that he lost his starting job to chuba hubbard yeah he's coming back from a multi-week absence with an injury and he wasn't particularly effective before that and the offense in general isn't quite that effective hubbard is averaging like what two point something yards a carry so i mean not necessarily high marks for anyone on that offense really outside of Thielen. so yeah i mean he's absolutely underperformed and uh it's pretty embarrassing that he lost his, his starting job but i don't know if it's a line issue or if they're all just terrible 
Well, I'll tell you, you know, Chuba Hubbard has a better yards per carry average for the season than Rashad White. So <laughs> neither neither one of those offensive lines are good. But uh, Chuba Hubbard is outplaying Rashad White right now. Uh, so that's 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 not good for Miles. That's not saying a whole lot. Plus either and uh, Rasheem Black Blackshear, Raheem Blackshear, Raheem Blackshear, also seemingly ahead of Miles Sanders now. But they just gave Miles Sanders this crazy contract, Carolina, which was dumb. D U M B with a capital D, dumb. When you spend that much on a running back. When you're in a rebuild mode, Steve. If you actually look at like first couple weeks, not bad. I mean, they played some terribly tough defenses, but 18 for 72, six targets for four catches week one. Respectable, right? Respectable. New Orleans and New Orleans, or excuse me, New Orleans and uh, Carolina, 14 for 43, not good. Five targets in the receiving game. I mean, so first three games are decent, acceptable numbers. You know, if he continued to run that for the rest of the year, he would have been about what his ADP projected him for. But I mean, it just completely derailed after that again. And I don't know if if that's an injury thing or or what exactly that is. So, but he has been hurt for multiple weeks. I would think he gets it back at some point this season. You know, he is the reason they ended up getting him is because of the running back coach there, uh, who is very, very uh, big on him. You know, this could be a uh, earn your job punishment, realistically. I mean, you know, you can't blame a guy for getting hurt, but you can blame a guy for not doing anything. So. So do you think the Panthers keep it rolling here at home and now they get a win underneath them? Or, uh, or or do you think the Colts are going to get them? You know, the Colts are coming off of, of three losses in a row. So I, I'm going with the Colts, Steve. Who do you got? I feel like they got to win one here. Yeah. But the, the thing that's terrifying is, I mean, they gave up 39 from the Browns. That's P.J. Wonker and the Browns. Oh, they're giving it up, baby. They're giving it. They're giving up some points, baby. But, but. Uh, in, in a less than exciting fashion, I could see this being a close game. So, yeah, I agree. Colts are due for a win. Colts are due. Colts are due. All right. Uh, Giants at Raiders. Uh, is Dan- Daniel Jones, uh, is he coming back this week? I think that's he did practice. Game. Let me double check on that. Daniel. Because that's a big factor. I mean, they, <laughs> they yeah, definitely no, need he's somebody. Not All right. Neck limited. What do we got here? Has a shot to return week nine. Had a limited practice. Dable said Jones will have his full workload this week, and Tyrod Taylor did not practice. Jones is progressing right. and should be good to go Sunday. So that being said. The, the uh, thing is, the, the Giants season is done, man. And the, in the NFC East at two and six, you're not going anywhere, bro. I mean, they're yeah. done. So there's no sense in rushing them back, right? But then why are they giving 36 carries to Saquon? I hope his body can hold up. I mean, that's just insane, the amount of carries he took last week. If I had Saquon rookie cards that I've been sitting on, I mean, now's the time. Now's the time to sell because those those rookie autos for Saquon, those rare cards, whether it's a serial numbered case hits, 
rookie autos Saquon still go for a lot of money, man. Like a rookie ticket auto Saquon raw even still goes for a a hundred dollars, Steve. Last time I checked. You know, he's the uh the, he's the NFL version of Zion Williamson. Only Saquon is uh much better and not yeah. hurt every year. Was and Saquon's in really good shape to compared to Zion's what I, I hear he's kind of more like a he's got some Jamarcus Russell Russell yeah, weight yeah, issues. Yeah. And and Am- Saquon's Amber work ethic snack pack. Saquon's work ethic is is insane, man. I mean, he's yeah, a gamer. I mean, like, he's a serious competitor. I, I like Saquon. Actually, wow. holy crap, Steve, a $62 auction two days ago. Damn, Damn it, man. We, I hope one of you guys sniped this because that was that was a deal. That's a flip right there. It's a flip. Got a 159. So, obviously... When you're when you're two and six, uh, and and Saquon came off of the little injury, he missed a few weeks there. So, um, you know, kind of stars are aligning here for a nice little dip on a Saquon market Ooh, that never that. dips this low. The Saquon hey. market, Steve, never dips this low. Look at the price of the cracked ice. That's the same price as we saw of a different one higher up there. Look at the variance between those two. Yeah. What, so so so, what do you believe here? I mean, the Probstein doesn't exactly have the most uh, pristine reputation for that, that's, ethical options. While that's true, uh, those cards do sell, and they, those are verifiable purchases most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time, but every once in a while, you'll see some ghost account with no feedback, buying or selling, coming in there, uh, placing bids. You know, it's like. Mm, uh, but you know, right? We have 511 here. It is a BGS 9.5, so that is a pretty significant difference from a PSA True. nine, especially when True. you have. I see ten. It, I see ten on the centering and ten on the autograph, and then 9.5 on the corner surfaces and edges. You know, here's the thing: is uh, if they continue to suck and lose, um. You know, he's on a one-year deal. Are you shopping Saquon cards for maybe next year? Yeah, I think so, man. I mean, the thing about the thing I like about Saquon is that he's still really young, all things considered. I don't want to see him run him into the ground this year. Like, I don't want to see him have any more of these 36 carry games. I mean, that's kind of, that's insane, man. Uh, how many carries he had last week. But the guy, the guy's still just 26 and a half years old, not quite 27 yet. What I'm looking at, so um, yeah, he's got another, he's got another good year in him, good year, maybe two with the work ethic. So, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate he's kind of stuck on the Giants, kind of good for his rookie card market because. He's the best player on that team, and he's got rookie cards and Giants uniforms. And 2018 has some nice scarcity around it, even for a number two overall pick. So, um, yeah, I think you kind of have. I think you're kind of holding at this point. You're definitely not sending them to auction because this is what's going to happen if you do, and you're going to be not so happy 
uh, unless you just want to take what you can get and get out, I mean, I'll, I'll buy it from you for 55. You want to save you on the, <laughs> the, uh, the eBay taxes. I'll, I'll give you 55 for your Saquon Barkley rookie ticket auto right now. If anybody's got one out there. I dig it. Yeah, I dig it. And I, I think it's a good play for next year and maybe going to a contender. Uh, so, so do we think that they can, uh, or, or no, I mean, you know, Aiden O'Connell's on the thumbnail. Hector, we, we don't want Hector to troll us in the chat right now. If we pick the Giants over the Raiders here, he, you know, we don't want his blood pressure to spike. <laughs> what, uh, what, so, so we're going with the Raiders. I'm going with the Raiders. Hector, I got you back, man. We're going with the Raiders. I'm gonna I'm go. Uh, I'm gonna go the other way. Unfortunately. Oh, Steve's going with the Giants. Well, you know, like, hey, they're they're due, right? I mean, they get a grinder of a win two weeks ago against the Commanders and uh, just a very narrow loss against the Jets. But the defense has been playing a lot better the last few games. Held the Bills to 14 points. Very impressive. And the Commanders to 14 points. Very impressive. Very impressive. And you actually you hold the the Dolphins to 31 points. That's impressive. <laughs> That's impressive because they could have put up 70 on you. The defense has been doing all right. I mean, they, they their biggest weakness realistically is, A, I said they haven't had their offense unit healthy, and now they have the tight end out again. But their biggest weakness is not even the quarterback. It's, a, it's the receiver position, honestly. Uh, so what's our what's our line on Saquon this week? Let's see what our lines are because if they have some kind of like carry line, uh, we just get rushing yards and a touchdown. I'll go with the seventy one point five. Yeah, I mean, look, he's hit that over all three of the all, all of each of the past three weeks. So I go over there. I'll combine that with the Adam Thielen over from the Indianapolis game. That's perfect right there, and he got that. Because the Ra- the Raiders, I mean, let's be real. The run the run defense for the Raiders is bad. It's bad, Steve. It's really bad. 29th yeah. overall, 26 well, yeah, yards allowed per carry. I mean, the Lions walked out there and basically lined up and said, hey, we're running the ball, and then just ran it up the middle, like almost uncontested the entire game. So yeah. you got to feel pretty good about the Saquon line. Yeah, feeling real good about that. Right. I answer Ryan's question real quick. Uh, Ryan, if you're going right. to 130 point, see if you maybe click the all search or if you're searching just eBay. Uh, that would probably be why you're seeing different cards come up. Because there is one you can search several different sources, uh, like my slabs and a few other listings uh, versus just eBay. That might be why you're getting different listings. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I'd almost want to see what you're seeing there because that is that is strange. It almost sounds like he's getting different prices for the same card written the same way between iPhone and MacBook Air. I I don't I yeah, that's really strange. Hmm. Um well, we have our we have one of our marquee matchups of the week here. Cowboys Eagles another big time matchup so now so far I've counted three massive statement games this one another one divisional matchup here Cowboys at the Eagles we already talked about this game earlier 
Steve, did you did you announce who you're um, who you're pulling for in this game? I haven't yet, but uh, man, I I think the Eagles look almost impossible to to beat this year. So I'm I'm going with the Eagles. Yeah, I'm, I'm Eagles here as well. Eagles, Eagles all day on that one. That'll be a fun game to watch too, man. And I think that could I think that one could actually go under. That's one of those sneaky ones. I think it could go either way. You you might be best making a slip uh, going either way, you know. But um, what about Sunday night football? Bills at the Bengals. Another big statement game. You gotta love this AFC matchup here. Bills Bengals, man, love it because this is the rematch from the week week seventeen, Demar Hamlin game. They yeah, haven't played uh, each other since the playoffs last year. And and now we got a primetime game. Uh so in Cincinnati, this is big time, man. Cincinnati favored by two. Uh-oh. Bengals look healthy. Bengals look like they're firing all cylinders, whereas Bills are slipping, man. Bills are like a def- like a balloon with a hole in it. It's just flying around. So I got the Bengals this week. Uh, yeah, I got the Bengals too, man. I got the Bengals. I'm I'm looking forward to this matchup big time. But I I will be pulling for the Bengals. And this is going to be exciting. But uh, this may be a game where we see more James Cook. This may be the game to go over on the James Cook line. They signed um, Lombardi Lenny, bro. I'm they they away. did actually sign him. They did actually sign him. I'm I'm if, oh. if you Yeah. Uh Cook, uh, you know Cook is uh I think they're realizing kind of what we knew all along is he's not a three down back. And uh, you know, they're tr- you can try to force a guy into a role, but if he's not that guy, he's not that guy. So uh he'll go back to his third down role most likely, and uh they need to bring in you know, the big guy to just body some people where the defense saw a little bit. Chris Cantor's feeling it out in the chat. Uh, all right. One last primetime game. Another big time AFC matchup here. The LA Chargers going to New York to play the Jets, man. Zach Wilson stinks, but They've won three games in a row thanks to that defense. That defense is is really good for the Jets. And I, I think they lost one of their their linemen um on on the D line. Yeah, it was uh it was this guy right here. Actually, and the and the Jets offensive line man is just decimated. Look look at all these guys on IR on the line for the Jets right here. Their center, I, I think if if I remember correctly, he broke his ankle this past week. I'd see here injury, just leg, IR, D Brown, tackle, arm, IR, Outwoods, defensive interior, leg, IR, Elijah Vera Tucker, one of their top tackles, leg, IR. I mean, look at all the guards and tackles and stuff on IR for the Jets. They're decimated, man. They're decimated. Yeah, no, uh, the Jets have, have won some close games this week, but um, 
I got to say, I, I don't think that's happening this week. And Mm-mm. I do have the Chargers. Mm-mm. It's not happening this week, man. Look at all the points they've been putting up. The Chargers put up points every week. And a lot of these week, that's with no Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, now healthy, uh, gets back on the board in a big way this past week. And I am, I'm with you, man. The Jets' run defense is a weakness. The Chargers' passing offense is solid, but uh, you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be um, boosted big time from having Austin Eckler out there. And I, I think you're gonna see the Chargers' role in this game. Uh, so I'm I'm going Chargers here as well. Yeah, and if Josh Palmer's healthy, he could have a big game with uh, you know with Keenan Allen maybe getting shadowed by Sauce. So. Yeah, no, I like it, man. And uh, you know, a lot of people are going to be taking the Jets because they've beat some big teams in the past couple of weeks. But at the same time, they barely beat the Giants last week. No Eckler line, Steve. So I could, you know, you could go as little as two lines. You know, you could pair as little as two lines together and still 3x the money, you know. Is Unless there a, I wanted to. They're a Jahan Dotson line. Oh, Steve, I don't want to do a Jahan Dotson line. What do you What do you want from Jahan Dotson at New well, England? I mean, uh, yeah. I... Here's the thing is, um, I do like what do they got for receptions, and I like the receptions as a safe, safe one, but the yards isn't bad either, especially, especially with the fact that uh, uh, what's his face is probably gonna miss the game here. So, uh, what's his name? Is Terry? Is Scary Terry gonna miss the game no, or no, Curtis no, Samuel? No, that's not Terry. Not Terry. The uh, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Yeah. He's oh, okay. Foot injury. So, I'd I'd rather go on the yardage because you know Dotson's got a high A dot, and uh, I'd rather go or or the touchdown. You know, Dotson's yeah, got. I don't, got I don't mind the receptions because even in games where he didn't have a lot of yards, he had a ton of receptions. So. Either either one is good, honestly. Did have eight last week and five the week before, man. So that was his best outing, though. I don't want to. I don't. Yeah, mm, Steve. All right, I'll meet you in the middle and I'll go with his yards. All right. How about that? How about that? But then we're gonna go ahead. Let's just go ahead and take this one to the house, man. We we do a um. We do a James Cook line against the Bengals, and then we bring it back. Man, maybe James Cook with a touch. No, is, is do they have a, a Leonard Fournette line yet? No way. There's no way. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's too too. It's too uncertain. They won't. Maybe won't have it till game day. Probably. James Cook has what a chili Gabe pepper Davis? next to the touchdown. Yeah, Gabe Davis got quite a quite a bit of volume last week. I just wonder if that's like uh, game script dependent last week, but look at that nine for eighty-seven and a touchdown, season high reception total. I don't know if that's going to be consistent here at Cincinnati, but it could be as Cincinnati is going to work to take uh, Stefan Diggs out of out of the equation. Do you want to maybe do something a little bit uh, on the saner side and take maybe like a Bengals play, like a like a Burrow or a T. Higgins? Or... 
Yeah, I definitely want to take a, a Burrow line, whatever, before his yardage gets too crazy. I, I'm not even opposed to 14.5 rushing yards, but it's, yeah, actually, I, I kind of like the 14. It's pretty consistent, it looks like. Yep. Oh, this is right in line, man. This this whole this whole total here. This two sixty four. <laughs> Let's go with that. Brad what Nolan happened? in the chat. Take a Trubisky. They don't have Trubisky lines, Brad, because we've been like we've Steve been uh, we've been earlier, had, Brad. They're not playing Trubisky this week. Pick, Pickett refuses to sit. He said, "I will not let that Trubisky guy play at all." It's it's like he went. It's it's like he won't even let like the Steelers are Kenny Pickett's girlfriend, and he's not even let Trubisky even <laughs> even meet her. You know he doesn't even want Trubisky to meet her because he's afraid that he's gonna steal her away from him. That's what he's afraid that that Trubisky's gonna steal the the job away from. Him. So yeah, he didn't we'll get, get more picket more picket tomorrow right? night. What's that? So we get, we get we'll more picket tomorrow night. He might take a shot to the ribs. Honestly, you never know. Are you gonna follow <laughs> up the burrow no. pick with a uh, receiver or just stick with what we got? <laughs> uh yeah no i, I want to stack them man i want to stack them with t higgins or jamar chase i feel like higgins has to have a big game here soon it's been got it's it been we'll cap long. it off with the chili pepper he just needs one touchdown steve let's do it i agree brad i, I agree we'll put our money pay? where our mouth is 300 300 we did it now that is a diverse sheet if I've ever seen one. Steve, uh great show tonight. I uh, appreciate everybody tuning in, coming out, checking out. If you uh if you want to take your support to the next level, uh we do not have a producer. This is all this is all a self-produced show right here. Self-produced show. So just subscribing to the channel is great. We really appreciate that. But it's the the Patreons are really what uh, fund everything behind the scenes, the self production, the time we spend on the channel. So uh, if you do want to check that out, at uh, just go to footballcardquest.com and uh, hit that Go Premium button. That'll also get you into our web app and our Discord server and all the the written the auction sniper article that I drop on uh, on Friday mornings and the other backstage content and everything that that we do there. So uh, check it out, and uh, if you if you want to check out any other uh, sports card um, strategy type stuff, check out NoOffSeason.com, a sports card strategy YouTube channel. Appreciate you, Steve. Everybody out there, <clears throat> come hang out uh, in the Discord with us, man. We're always talking football, sharing sniper links. I'm always sharing some eBay links in there. You know, you uh, members are showing uh, cards that they picked up in their mail days and and uh, cards that they want to sell uh, to other members in there as well. So a good community, reliable community, friendly. I've made a lot of friends in this community, obviously Andy and some other guys in here as well. Come hang out and maybe come to the National with us this year. Come hang out at the National like we just did this summer. Yep, Steve said promise he's going to keep growing his mustache too. He's going to have the best Mississippi mustache you guys seen in – at the Dude, national, I'm doing it for Gardner and, and uh, Aiden 
this week. Aiden, Aiden, he's gonna be the big. He's gonna be the big name at the national next year. It's gonna be Aiden. It's gonna be Aiden. Get your get your Aiden cards now before this weekend. <laughs> All right, guys. Happy hunting out there. I'll catch you on the trail. Peace. Peace.